What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, January 8th, 2024, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Plenty to get into this morning. The NFL playoffs are set. What a weekend it was for the two Texas teams, the Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans, both picking up wins and also winning their division in the process. We'll talk about that and preview the NFL playoff field. We've got some college football to get into, some decisions made by Texas football players, who's staying and who's going. We'll talk about that. Plus, the Longhorns have themselves a new linebackers coach and co-defensive coordinator. We'll uh, weigh in on the Johnny Nansen hire. Plus, Texas basketball opened up Big 12 play over the weekend with a dud. We'll recap what went wrong for the Longhorns against the Your Markers at Moody Center on Saturday. And we'll have plenty of fun as well. We'll give away an Academy gift card before we get out of here. We got a ton of giveaways on the channel coming your way this week as an extra thank you to you people for all of your support. We've got a lot going on this morning. We've got a lot going on all day and all week long right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. What's going on, Buck? I am doing fantastic, BK. How are you feeling this morning? I'm great. How was your weekend? Weekend was spectacular. Got some things done. And, you know, today is one of those days where it's drizzly. And, oh, I did not give you the rain forecast, but it it, it will rain today. How's that? Wow. Has it already started raining? It started raining last night. Lots of wind, lots of rain. Good morning to Ruse and all the great people out there. Good morning to um, the soldiers, of course, at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated. We'll always appreciate it to you and your families. Please be safe out there. And yes, it started to rain and the wind was blowing like mad, uprooting some of the furniture on my back patio last night, which caused me to reach for my, that's right, my protector, you know. Your piece? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You well, you're going to shoot the wind? <laughs> I don't. It just was it just was a little sketchy that the way things were blowing around last night. So, and of course, the dogs who would not go outside last night, they, they stood, they were in the garage last night. They're like, dude, it's cold out there and it's only going to get colder. We've got next week where we're going to be in the 30s. And I see one day where it says 17 degrees. So what? And next week it's a coming. Next week or this week? Not this week. You're going to be okay this week. But towards the end of the weekend, into next week, look out. I'm seeing a low of 19 degrees oh. next Tuesday. Yeah. You're in Austin. Yeah, there's like back-to-back -back days. So that's all we need here is we need, if we get three in a row, look out for your pipes and look mm -hmm. out for your electricity. But I got my generator put in. There you go. So you're ready. I'm 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 getting ready and I've got to pick up some more equipment from Granger. Folks mm. over at Granger are taking care of me. I gotta wrap my pipes with some warmth. So I'm ready to get I'm ready to go. Is that an innuendo? Uh, yeah, I'm always wrapping my pipes with some warmth, that's for sure. But mm. other than that, it's been a good week. It's, it was good watching some football this weekend. But it just feels like that Monday where, you know, you got stuff to do, but I'm thinking I'd like to get back in bed and sleep for like two more hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when it rains, you don't want to leave bed. Right? No. 
when it rains and when it's cold, those are the days look, for me. I never want to leave bed, but especially when it's wet and cold outside, those are the days where it's like, God, I wish I could sleep for another couple of hours. Yeah. I got to get to cleaning up the shed for the golf tour for the mullet open. I've got to start putting stuff in there and getting prizes ready to be, but I got to clean out the shed first. And that's, I don't want it to be wet outside when I'm cleaning the inside up. You know what I mean? I want some sun out there. So um, I played, I actually played golf on a Sunday at Lake Cliff yesterday. No kidding. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Played a lot against the wind, but not really heavy winds. And it was warm enough to play golf. It was beautiful yesterday. Beautiful out there. You know, a lot of people played, which was nice. A lot of people played early because they wanted to go and see those football games later on in the afternoon. So we got out there about 11 o'clock, got out of there pretty good. And the wonderful folks over there said to say hello to you. And everything is everything is okay. The water's still there. I did not find the water yesterday. There you go. I did. Well, no, that's not true. Number 18, the lake around number 18. I, mm. had, I had a cutter in there and just kept cutting. <laughs> Splash? Yes. And we had, we had, uh, whatever happens, we had Richard get hit with a ball yesterday. Oh, in midair? Oh, in midair. Oh, it sounded like somebody had gotten shot with a gun. That is a loud sign. When a golf ball hits you in the like in the chest, you got him in the chest. Oh. Steve was back behind him. Richard has that tendency to go out in front of you by a couple hundred yards and think he's okay. But yeah. he's in your 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 path. Why well, I hear the I hear the the club being hit way back, couldn't even see where he was behind the hill. Next thing I know, I hear this thud. And I'm like, oh, and he goes down to a knee. <laughs> Wait, it was it was friendly fire. Oh, it was friendly fire. Someone in your group hit someone else in your group. Oh yeah, and the first thing Steve says is, "Hey, where did my ball go? Did it go in the water?" Richard said, it, "You know, he started cussing him out. Said it hit me." So Steve doesn't say like, "Hey, are you all right?" He goes, "Where the hell is my ball?" <laughs> he said, "Did that ball go in the water after it hit you?" It's not like he didn't. He said, "Are you okay?" I mean, the thud of that ball hitting him. Near the, sh- in the near the shoulder, the higher part of the chest, that was loud, man. Oh. That thing makes a loud sound. That thing must be moving when it hits you. If that hits yeah. you, if that hits you in the dome, you got a problem. I know with yeah. my dome, yeah. Or if Texas it hits you in the cheater. nose or the face, it'll break your teeth. Yeah, man. Oh, Texas cheater on Texas cheater crime. Oh man. Wow. Well, That's some people terrible. have a tendency to pull it way out in front of you when they play. I mean, I'm on the one way to the side. Or behind you. I don't like to get out in front. After oh, yeah. hearing that yesterday, I know I'm not getting out in front of anybody anymore. You're not a pull-out guy? No, 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 no. I'm over to the side. I'm a side-angle guy. Man, oh, man. Well, that uh, serves Richard Wright for all the cheating that he's done over the years. <laughs> that hurt. I know that, all's money it, every the round. Sound of that, it, you know it had to hurt. Dude, that's, that's never happened to me. I've had a couple of close calls, but I have never hit anybody on the golf course and i've never been hit by a ball on the golf course thank god yeah that is uh, hilarious yep shout out to like the thud of the texas longhorns basketball team on saturday my goodness were that bad yeah well we could start there actually before we get there i do need to give you some love you know i mentioned at the top of the show that we've got some giveaways for the people. Oh, I the gave the people something already. Of this week. This is one of our giveaways. We've got an Academy gift card in my nice. hand. 50 bucks to Academy. This will be given away this morning before we sign off at 10 o'clock. Okay, Boy, the randomizer. The randomizer is back and better than ever. 
Oh, better in 2024? Even better in the new year. All you have to do is leave a comment on YouTube or text us on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. You do one of those two things, and you are entered to win this $50 gift card from our friends at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Yes, indeed, Jason, the right stuff, the right price. I don't know if they use that slogan anymore, but that was their bit way back in there the day. That was their bit, yes. But uh, you gave the people 25,000 units. Yes, I weekend. did. You had four gold star locks, three of which were for 10,000 units. You hit all three of those. You had a 5,000-unit play in there. You did not hit that one. Sad. But, yeah, Just a you, dumb play. He, for some reason, bet on this iteration of the New England Patriots, like one of the worst teams in football and the worst Patriots team that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you bet on them, and they did not win. But your three 10,000-unit plays, you had the Bucks. Yeah. They won in an ugly game over the Panthers. Baker, you Baker. Baker, Baker, moneymaker. You had the Green Bay Fudge Packers. <laughs> who needed to win to make it to the playoffs, and they did. And they will, of course, play the Cowboys in the wild card round this Sunday. And you had the New Orleans Saints. Wow, yes, they did. They ran it up, too. Yeah, they did. And Arthur Smith's final moment as the Atlanta Falcons head coach is bitching out Dennis Allen in the post-game handshake because he was mad that they ran up the score. Uh, that was it for Arthur Smith, who got fired last night. But all no, three of those hit. Yeah, all three of those hit. Well, I don't know if you heard Dennis Allen, the coach of the Saints, is like, yeah, I told them to knee, but... The players went rogue, and they wanted to run up the score. They did that on their own. Yeah, they said they wanted to get the running back a touchdown. What the hell is that? What, has he never had a touchdown in his career or something? I don't what, know. Is he like a little Pop Warner kid or something? Everyone's saying Jameis Winston made the call to go for it and run it up on the Falcons. Said so that's what the team wanted to do. Okay. Division rival. With him. The Dirty Birds. Come on, man. Got to do it to them. That was hilarious. But uh, congrats to you. 25,000 units this weekend. That is far and away your most successful weekend of the football season. And because you were up 3,000 going in to the weekend, you are now up 28K. For the what football. can the people say? What can they say? They can only thank me. That's it. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer a little bit. But at the end, hey, we're not done. We've got playoff. Of, we got a natty tonight. We do have a national championship tonight, and unfortunately, we're not in Houston getting ready to watch that national championship. That's going to suck, having to tune into that one on TV. Always hurts watching the game after your team loses, and uh, we'll watch because, you know, it's college football, and we love college football, and it's the national title, so of course, but yeah, it's going to sting watching those two teams take the field at NRG. Knowing yeah, I've got, got a feeling that the Michigan's, Michigan, the Wolverines will have a sack tonight. They will pressure Michael Penix. They will sack him. They won't They won't pretend that they'll just pressure is enough. They'll sack that dude tonight. Yeah, well, Texas couldn't do it this year, and they couldn't do it last year against Michael Penix Jr., and obviously this year's game in a whole hell of a lot more than last year's did, but uh, – Texas lost by one score each time around. You feel like if they could have gotten to Penix Jr. at least once, they could have maybe found a way to win, but yeah. not the case. Yeah, Michigan a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, well, let me ask you this right off the bat. Do you have a gold star lock for the Natty tonight? I do, and it's it's Michigan. Michigan is going to run the ball. 
They're going to run and run and run and run, and they're not going to stop running. They're not going to get cute. It's just going to be physical football, and I, I think they can they they can do more than pressure the quarterback. They're going to sack. By the way, they're better in the secondary. I don't know yeah. how much how much better they are, but they've got to be better than what the Longhorns are in the secondary. So they are, they are. That's a low bar to clear, but yes, they are better than Texas in the secondary. Yeah, I, I expect them to win by ten. Okay. Yeah, I, I lied to you. You asked me what the line was before the show. Last time I had checked, it was four, four and, and a half. half. It's actually up to five and a half now. You still? Yeah, I, I got. I got to believe it's a, a touchdown to ten points. Better. Yeah. I, I just think they're going to control the clock by by running the football. If they have success running, which they have had the last three years on everybody, just about except for TCU. Um, <laughs> I, I got a feeling they're going to go to their run game, and they're not going to give up on it. They're just going to run it and run it. They're going to run clock. They don't want Michael Penix on the on the on the field. Yeah, and I got a hunch their running backs aren't going to fumble either. Those no. guys are a little bit more experienced. They've been there, done that. Sure. And, yeah, I mean, Blake Corum's been one of the best in the country the last few years. Donovan Edwards has been a stud uh, in his Michigan career. And you're right. Like, that's where Michigan can kind of learn from the Texas game last week. Like, that's the biggest play-calling complaint I think most Texas fans have from last Monday night was the fact that Sark didn't run the ball enough in the first half like he tried in the second half and look the game was tied at halftime so it's not like the first half play calling completely killed texas but you felt like if texas put more of an emphasis on running the ball early to keep michael Penix jr in that washington offense on the sideline then maybe the longhorns would have had a lead at recess instead yeah, of couldn't do it high. late because they kept fumbling the ball away and giving it to them giving it to washington so yeah you got to try to play catch up at some point and you weren't going to run the ball to catch up to them nope so I, i'm with you man i, I feel like uh a lot of people who watch Texas Washington are picking Washington to win or at least cover the five and a half tonight. But uh, I, just, I think Michigan's the more talented team. And look, I'll be rooting for Washington, which is rare for me. Like I, I usually root against the team that knocks my favorite team out of the playoffs. Like Miami, who beat Texas in the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. Dude, I, I was hoping they were going to lose to UConn by 100 in the Final Four. And they... Lost by close to 100 to UConn in the Final Four. And I was celebrating that. Like, usually I, I get petty. And I'm like, I don't want to see the team that beat my sure. team win it all or even win another game. And some people will be like, well, it makes your team look better if the team that knocked you out is the team that wins it all. Usually, nah, hogwash. I don't want to see that shit at all. But yeah. I, I think I am rooting for this Washington team tonight. Uh, likeable bunch, man. Like, they were the better team last Monday, as much as it sucks to admit. Michigan's a bunch of cheaters. Uh, I don't, I don't ever root for Michigan. It's been a while since Washington won one and, um, they're good. They're talented. And I think I'm pulling for the Huskies tonight, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think, uh, the Wolverines will find a win and I think they will uh, end up vacating this championship within the next five years too. I, I do too. That something's going to come down with, with what's going to happen there. They're, they're all the big 10, as I said, they just, after, after Michigan, after they started to really investigate it, they said, hey, we're done. Okay, we're fine. We don't want you to spread any – we don't want you to tell the truth. But the truth is going to come out. You would and think. It, it's not going to be pretty. But and but they'll do everything they can to keep their coach, but their coach is going to be looking elsewhere. But if he wins the natty, the Michigan Wolverines will come out of the woodwork for their coach. They're just going to. They're going to they're do everything they can to keep him. They're going to they're – it's going to be hard to outbid some of these NFL teams – but they're going to give it a hell of a try. 
The Michigan alums are going to do everything they can to keep that dude, and they're going to back him all the way to the end, like even if they try to take those, because they're going to say, nope, we're champs. Champs are champs. You can take it away all you want to, but, you know, they're going to, even if they get exposed for losing a bunch of money, losing a bunch of games, they're not going to want that coach to disappear. They're not going to give up on him if they win the national championship. If they lose, though, who knows what's going to happen. I want them to win because I want to be playing against the national champs next year. Yeah, that will be fun. The national cheats. We'll see if Jim Harbaugh is the coach. I think he's gone regardless now. Michigan has already reportedly offered a big money contract extension to Jim Harbaugh. Like There were reports about that a month ago where they wanted to make him the highest paid coach in the country. And obviously, if he wins the national championship tonight, then they might up that offer even more. And sure. like you said, they're going to do even more to try to keep him around. But I don't know if it has to do with the fact that, you know, Harbaugh could be worried that something's coming down the pipe. Remember what Pete Carroll did at USC sure. when he realized that he could be getting in trouble if he stayed with the Trojans? Well, he bolted for the NFL. That move's obviously worked for him. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has already been a successful NFL coach. He made it all the way to the Super Bowl one time as a head coach. So, he knows he can win. If he's worried that, uh, yeah, the NCAA might be coming down on him and or his school, then he's probably yeah. bolting. And people close to Michigan football, I think they understand when when your university just backs, the way you backed him and then you backed away from the table a little bit at the end there, saying, no, don't bring that up. Stay away. We'll deal with that later. They There's so many people in that Michigan you know, alum base know exactly what went on. They They know how bad it really, really is. They're going to do everything they can to keep them, but I think they understand what's about to come, win or lose. It's about to come down on Michigan. As you said, it may not be next year. It may be the year after, but they're going to get them for for, for what this is all about. So yeah. but they, they'll try to keep them. They'll yeah. try. They yeah. should. They should. Like, uh, this is the most success they've had in oh, yeah. decades. And they beat Ohio State three years in a row. Uh, they made it to the playoff three years in a row. They finally got their first playoff win, and they're five-and-a-half-point favorites in a national championship game. So, no, I mean, Harbaugh, it took him a while to get things rolling, and I don't think it's much of a coincidence that uh, they started having a bunch of success after they brought Connor Stallions on the staff, but they've got things rolling right now, and yeah, it seems silly to try to do anything to end that train that they've got rolling on. Go to text line says, screw that, I'm petty. Uh, I got folks rooting for Michigan tonight. That's fine. I'm not going to be, like, standing up cheering when Washington scores, but I, I think I'll be uh, pulling for them tonight in this game. In Texas versus Michigan. the Cheaters next year. Week two yeah. in Ann Arbor. Wow. You going to that game? I don't know. That That's one of those games, you know, I don't go to the ones even at home, but that's a game that, I, I, like I said, I've been to the big house. It doesn't. There's not a thrill there, but I've never seen the burn orange in the big house. So that'd be, I mean, that's a special. That's That's two blue bloods just getting together there. I mean, they'll 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 pat that'll be a just a mob scene there, but it's not a loud place. It's just so open there. All the all the sound goes straight up into the air. There, it's like a coliseum, you know. Yeah. But traditionally, it's just and it's hard not to want to be at that place for that game. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I like I would love for Texas Sports Unfiltered to be there, but I feel like we needed to book our hotel rooms before we even started Texas Sports Unfiltered. Like that, oh, we can stay in Detroit. We, there's, there's always a room somewhere to stay in Detroit. How far is Detroit from Ann Arbor? Somebody give me that one. I'm going to venture to say hour 15, hour and a half, something like that. Just fly in there, stay there, and then make the drive to Ann Arbor. Oh, stay there. 
Ooh, casinos there. Uh oh, right? well, that's why you want to do that. Hold on, uh, now. stay at eight mile. There'll be some. There'll be there'll be some people underneath the bridge there too. Believe me. Oh, sure. They've been there forever. Yeah, we're used to that though. And you'll uh, you'll try to interact with them, and one of them <laughs> will try to come rape you again, <laughs> like New Orleans. You've got experience with that. Oh, so I've got be, experience with them. Yes, be ready for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I'll uh, be ready. I'll be engaging, though. Believe me. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. We got to talk to Chip because Chip's from Michigan. Maybe he's got uh, the hookup for. Oh, he's got to. Today. That guy's been back and forth to that place. Sure. Forever. Sure, sure he has. So, yeah, week two, Texas at Michigan. The Longhorns uh, could be facing the national champs in uh, the second game of the 2024 season. And Washington moves on to play in the Big Ten. How's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have they announced the Big Ten schedule? Like, obviously, they released the SEC schedule. I don't know if they've – I guess there's a chance Washington and Michigan play next year, right? Could be. I mean, they'll definitely play within the next two or three years with those teams sharing a conference starting in 2024. So, yeah, you're right. I guess we could get uh, a rematch of that game as well this later this year, funny enough. All right, Buck, uh, some more Texas football here, and we'll get to the NFL. We'll get to Texas basketball. We are jam-packed on a Monday. But uh, a couple of Longhorns made their announcements since the last time we spoke to the people. A couple of... Good announcements and a couple of sad announcements for Texas. A few guys announced that they are coming back to Austin for another year. Baron Sorrell announced good. that he will be back for one more year. Jake Majors announced that he will be back for one more year. I think those were the two big ones over the weekend who uh, took to social media to say that they are coming back for one last ride. Your thoughts on Sorrell and Majors well, I think for I think for Sorrell, he needs another year of college football if he wants to be a professional football player, and I and and you know what he can really help this football team out too. I mean, another year under his belt, understanding what he really really needs to do if he wants to make it to the next level and bring this team to another level is he's got to be the sack master. He's got to be that guy who, where we can look around and say, well, we're, we're going to get it out of him, and I think we'll find out early next year about him. Well, we'll find out, you know, we'll find out things in the spring. Has he gotten better at being a pass rusher? But I, I think he's fine at the point of attack against the run. I just don't think he's a, a polished pass rusher yet. And another year will help him. I mean, if he, if he went off to the pros, I think he would, it would just be learning. And, I, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be a, 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 he would be an okay pro. I mean, it would take him a couple of years to understand what it's all about, but he just needs another year. You know, the, he needs another year of polish you know, polished pass rushing at, at any level, you know, so I'm glad he's coming back. Jake Majors, there's no doubt about that guy as a leader, you know, they'll, I don't know if they'll be looking to try to get rid of him. They'll, they'll may just open him, have him back with open arms, period. Yeah. Just happy to have that dude come back for another year for this offensive line. Who I thought just got better and better and better as the season went on. I mean, this, this line should be top three next year in the country, period. For what they return, I mean, Christian Jones. I mean, he he kind of took a step back at the latter part of the season. He's and gone. Christian yeah. Jones is yeah. the only offensive lineman who is leaving, but they'll yeah. get the other four guys back. Which absolutely, yeah. I mean, this was an offensive line that was expected to be one of the best in the country this year. They had some ups and downs, but for the most part, they were really good. This is uh, a good run offensive line for sure. 
Yeah, Jake Majors is really good. I mean, the, the only game that Texas lost in the regular season was the game where Jake Majors got hurt and That's missed right. like 95% of it. So, uh, yeah, the offensive line really struggled at the Cotton Bowl. And I don't think that's just happenstance. Like, look, credit Oklahoma, they're good. But I think a lot of that had to do with, yeah, Jake Majors wasn't there. Not only is he a good player, but he's also the leader and the head communicator right. of that offensive line. So not having him made a big impact uh, on Texas in that game. And, yeah, he's really good. You're right. Early in his career, felt like people were trying to find his replacement. But at this point, I think every Texas fan and, more importantly, the Texas coaching staff is sure. welcoming Jake Majors back with open arms. And for Baron Sorrell, there was no there was no decision. I didn't I, think there was. I mean, I'm sorry. Like if that sounds disrespectful to the kid, and I know Mr. Sorrell watches our programming for a while, and we love and appreciate that. But like I don't think Baron Sorrell would have been a draft pick if he left. Like he could have made a team. He could have gotten a roster invite. He would have gotten a roster invite. Sure. But like maybe he would have been a seventh round pick. Maybe. But to me, more than likely, he would have been a UDFA. And why why would you, you know leave? college when if you could come back for another year you could play your way into being a draft pick like Baron Sorrell's got the size and measurables to maybe be a day two pick if he comes back and has a really really good season so yeah to me it was a no-brainer I'm pumped that he's coming back but well, yeah I'm like excited, this one yes. this one felt like super super obvious to me right oh yeah I mean I, I mean I thought from the beginning when when there was just a thought of him going I was like he's not ready for that level of football yet you know, I mean, he'll go there and get his brains knocked out by those tackles, the NFL type of tackles, even some of the bad tackles. He just needs another year of prep, and that's fine. And that's and he's going to get it, and he'll get he'll get better. And I mean, and they need him. Yeah, well, I think this edge group is going to be significantly better next year than it was this year, right? I mean, Baron Sorrell coming back is big, and you'd like to think he's going to take another step next sure. year. Uh, Ethan Burke, obviously coming back. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy. He was playing through a couple of injuries this season, but once again, you'd think he'd develop another year of strength development. Yes. Yep. Obviously Trey Moore, the transfer from UTSA who had 14 and a half sacks. So that guy's already proven at the college level, big step up in talent for him going from the AAC to the SEC, but still feel like, okay, that's an upgrade over anything that you had this year. You've got Colin Simmons, the five-star edge out of Duncanville, who, you know, you never want to rely too much on a true freshman, but if that guy is uh, all that he's cracked up to be, then he could be an impact player for Texas coming off the edge. We'll see where Anthony Hill ends up, right? He kind of bounced back and forth between edge and off-ball linebacker. Uh, we'll see what this coaching staff has in store for him, but he's going to get better over the offseason. So, yeah, now you've got uh, just about everybody coming back in that edge room plus reinforcements both from the high school level and the college ranks coming in uh, Yeah, Texas. And they're going to need it too, because they're losing sweat and Murphy on the inside. But this, uh, this edge group buck should be better next year, which is great news. Yeah. And then now they've got to protect that off the ball linebacker area too. Now, I mean, they're losing pretty big time linebacker and got a brand new linebacker coach. So a lot of things have to change in a hurry. These guys, well, will they be the same? Will they get better? But players, the players that you lost are, are hard to replace. You know, they got a linebacker they got replaced that was pretty daggum good. So uh, I'm hoping that the, the the young kid that was that, that played outside as a rush becomes a really good inside linebacker where he can go boundary to boundary, make plays, understand, you know, gap control, and when he can go underneath and make plays because he's got great speed, he can tackle, he's an aggressive player. But they moved him around a little bit last year. I think maybe he 
Maybe he stays inside. Maybe he becomes a blitzer from the inside and puts that pressure on running backs to have to pick him up. So that should be fun to watch. It really is. His growth will be important. Yeah, I wonder where Texas deploys Anthony Hill next year, right? Like, do they feel like linebacker is more of a need, so they put him at linebacker? Hell, maybe they feel like he's better there, so they're going to put him there. Or do they say, nah, like, this guy could be a major factor for us coming off the edge, and you can never have too many good edge rushers. I mean, if you have four, five, six edge rushers that you can rotate in and out to keep them fresh over the course of 60 minutes, and all of those guys are able to uh, hit home, on opposing quarterbacks, then that's well. They, they couldn't. It didn't seem like they could play him out there a lot this year because I don't think he would hold up to the run as a freshman. I think they would have just teams would attack him on in the mm-hmm. run game. You know, pass. I mean, we just didn't see enough of him out there. You know, he had to help inside. You know, I'd really like to see him stay inside and be that guy, that guy yeah. who can really get it done. And these other guys just started to mature, and you know, the the young freshmen that they bring in, Bert. I mean. Guys that can really, you know, that have played that position, now they should be getting used to that position or have some experience at that position. I'd like to see that happen. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for what's going to happen. And plus now they've got a, 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 you know, they've got another voice there. They've got a linebacker coach in there who's, you know, is he the assistant? He is the linebackers coach and the co-defensive coordinator. Co-defensive coordinator. Yeah, same role that Jeff Choate had. Jeff Choate obviously left. A money title, yes. I got it. Yeah, Jeff Choate had uh, left to take the head coaching job at Nevada, so Texas had to replace their linebackers coach, and they ended up yeah hiring a guy who's going to be the linebackers coach, but also the co-defensive coordinator for this team. Yeah, so uh, see, not not that's that's these some of the early changes, and we'll find out if there will be other staff changes, you know, after this football game this week or or. Maybe not even then because there's a lot going on in the NFL. There are a lot of coaches that are will be moving, a lot of guys getting fired, a lot of guys will be moving around. So we'll see if they make any changes. They This isn't making a change. This guy took a head coaching job. So, you know, he had to go. This was what he got into coaching to do is become a head coach. So it's not like they weren't happy with Coach Choate. I mean, they they were really pleased with him. Yeah. But will they make other changes? That'll, that That's what's going to interest me a little bit. I didn't think they would make a lot of change. You're coming off of winning the Big 12 championship. You're in the Final Four. Uh, some people would say change them all in the secondary. I, this is to me is, is a wait and see. If you get if you can get a better coach, you get a better coach. That's all there is to it. That's that's not. I mean, that's not firing everybody, which you know Austin Bowie would say. I mean, that's not firing. You're getting if you can get a better coach, that's what you do. That's okay. what that's what you do when you make the Final Four. That's what you do when you have an opportunity to win a Natty. You don't stay pat. If you can find something that's better, that's just the, you know, the way it goes. So, but if not, I don't think Sark is changing for the sake of changing. I mean, there's no pressure for him to change, I don't believe. So you are open to staff changes. I'm always open to staff changes if you can find a better coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. your team is if your team is moving up, don't you don't you deserve don't your players deserve somebody that's better? Right. Look, I think uh, a lot of Texas fans would be in favor of some changes to this coaching staff and namely the secondary coaches, right? Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon. uh, Those guys were criticized a lot throughout the year. The secondary was the biggest problem for this Texas team this year. And obviously it cost them in the Sugar Bowl loss to Washington last Monday. So, uh, yeah, you know, on the other hand, it's well, you had your best season since 2009 
and you made it to the college football playoff. You won your first conference title in 15 years. Do you really want to upset the apple cart and mess with things, or do you try to run it back next year? But you ain't messing with anything in that secondary. You're not messing up anything. That thing is messed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like it's it's not like you're it's almost like can you get worse? That's what it that's what that's what it feels like at that position. To me, it's like you can only get better. Right. But but I would understand if the coach didn't make any decisions. Like you said, what do you what are you gonna do? You won a out of all the all the all the talk of how bad they were, they they're they're big twelve champions. Yeah. I don't have any sourcing on this. I just don't think that Sark is going to make those changes to his coaching staff. Like you said, he had to make one. Jeff Choke right. left for a better job. We wish him all the best. He did a great job. But I, I just don't think Sark's going to make any other moves. But right if he now. did, to me, that's not making change just to make change. That's that's for the betterment of the team. No. And Sark did say, I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself right now and taking both sides like a politician. Sark said a couple of weeks ago, he's like, you can't stay the same. Right. Like you, you can't be complacent. Uh, you've got to get better. Otherwise you get worse, right? You're not stagnant in this sport. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So, you know, some people might look at that and say, well, if Sark is true to his word, then he's going to do something to fix the secondary and maybe bringing in different secondary coaches can fix the secondary. So you look at that, maybe you're reading the tea leaves and you're like, oh, no, maybe Sark was uh, actually hinting towards doing something. Maybe it's not firing either of those guys. Maybe it's just bringing in somebody else to help those guys. Well, right? I know I know one thing he did. He, he When the receivers couldn't catch the year before, he did something about that. He made it. He made a decision on what he was going to do with his wide receivers. They were an integral part of what this offense was all about. And their ability to just do some of the simple things like catch a football this year when bringing in an NFL guy, that worked. That worked for Sark. I it mean, did. I don't think there's anybody can say that his decision to bring the guy from the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't work. It was they were going to be good anyway. No, I think that guy made a decision. I right. mean, I think that made, he made a difference in what happened in the, with this wide receiver group. I agree, but different scenarios, right? Texas has had three wide receivers coaches in Sark's first three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first guy was Andre Coleman. He got fired. Well, a lot easier to fire somebody after five and seven than after 12 and two in a conference championship. Right. But Sark felt like, like we can't go five and seven again. I'm going to lose my job if this is my record next year. So a lot more pressure on him to do something at that point. And then Brennan Marion was the wide receivers coach last year. He left to take an offensive coordinator job. So Sark had to replace him. So it worked. I believe me. I agree with you. Chris Jackson was great and I'm happy he's here. That was an awesome hire by Steve Sarkeesian. But yeah, like the one, the one change, the one firing Sark has done to his coaching staff came after five and seven. I, like he didn't fire anybody after eight and five. No. So it's like, does he does he fire anybody after 12 and two? And one name that keeps getting talked about, Buck, I see Daryl with the comment. I saw CB bring it out earlier. Uh, Dwayne Aquina. I think every Texas fan remembers Coach Aquina. He was an analyst at Arizona last year. And the guy Texas just hired, Johnny Nansen, was the defensive coordinator at Arizona last year. So you've got that relationship there. Uh, The legendary DB coach at the University of Texas could be an option, whether it's in an analyst role or if it's, once again, to get rid of Terry Joseph or Blake Gideon. There are a lot of Longhorn fans and former players. I think I saw Michael, no, it wasn't Michael Huff. Somebody was tweeting out over the weekend about uh, bringing Coach Akina back. 
That could be an option for the Longhorns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but he also had a fantastic year, you know, at the end with Arizona. Arizona plays some pretty good football. It does – I mean, that guy's been out there for a while now. Now do you pick up your family and come back to Austin? I mean, he's not like this young bird. I mean, he's got he's got an older family now. If his kids are up and out and gone, maybe, you know, if that's what they want to do. But you're going to have to pay him some money. He's probably getting a pretty good check at Arizona right now. Yeah, well, last year was his first year at Arizona. He was the DB coach at Stanford from 2014 to 2022 with David Shaw. Um, and then, yeah, when that coaching staff got let go, Dwayne Aquina needed another gig. So he's only been at Arizona for one year. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure they were paying him some decent money to be there because he's got some skins on the wall as a defensive mind in college football. But uh, it was Quentin Jammer. Quentin Jammer, the lifetime Longhorn, yeah. who was tweeting about bringing Aquina home over the weekend. I'd be in favor of it, even if it is an analyst role. Like, just that, that guy is one of the most, maybe the most successful DB coaches this university has ever had. He's 67 years old, so uh, right around your age, Buck. You think you could get back into coaching? Dude, I could coach. I could coach when I'm 90 if I needed to. Who's hiring you right now? Nobody. <laughs> so where Nobody. are you going to Nobody. Where are you going to coach then? Uh, the local Pop Warner League? I'm just saying, even with my bad back, I still have enough skills to go out there and coach him up. Believe me. Dude, you're going to be like Hugh Freeze coaching from the hospital bed. No, I would be good. Don't <laughs> worry. If I, if, it, if, if I ever needed to coach, I could coach. I'm not – that that part I was never worried about. Mm. I would, I'd be never worried about that from a, from a mental and get yourself fired up and get guys going standpoint. I would be just fine, even at my age. Yeah, I believe that. If but you gotta be, but there's, this is a – but you have to be, you do have to be somewhat, I mean, fit to go out there. The rigors of being a coach and running around and doing some stuff. It's hot into it's hot around this place. Yeah, it is. You know, in the summertime, it's hot around a lot of places in the summertime. You got to go recruit again. Would you be up to do that? That would be the one. I'd be like, you don't want to come? Screw you. <laughs> Our donuts, where are you? Oh, I'd have a blast. Uh, I have a NIL and money, cash, money, 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 money. Come on now. Mm. Cash only, no credit cards. I don't do cards. Oh, you're allowed to do that stuff now. You know that. What? You don't have to just give the players cash and Jansport backpacks anymore. What? It's now illegal. Yeah. What, what happened to all the fun? <laughs> the times they are a changing. Man, oh, man. No, I, I just think that I, I'm like you. You don't change for the, for the sake of changing when you win a championship. You roll with it if you have to make the change next year, but you but you give it some long thought, as you said. If you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. If you're yeah. just sitting there, sitting back and saying, you know what, we were not good in the secondary, it'll be better next year. Just saying that, I don't think so. Yep. No, I, I, like I, I, those I don't are know hard if, decisions. You're right. I don't know if Sark needs to fire either of those two guys because they did a tremendous job on the recruiting trail too. Both. Although they're they're both really good recruiters. Yeah, but bringing in analysts, bringing in somebody who can help that secondary, that feels like a good idea because it does. You can't be in the 80s or 90s in terms of secondary rankings next year and expect to win an SEC championship. No. You've got to uh, improve in a big way in your defensive backfield. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you can just stand pat and hope no, well, that the two coaches that you had this year are going to make it happen. you got to consider, at least consider, bringing in another mind or two 
who can uh, help coach up those guys back there. And and when it comes to that secondary, I mean, we've been preaching for a month. I knew it, you knew it, and the American people knew it. But this secondary, if it, if anything cost you, it was going to be because of one position, and that was all that in all those in the back back there. We knew yeah. that. We just we knew that if the team lost the game, where it was going to come down to. You know, it was going to come down to not enough. It was come down to not enough pressure on the quarterback because that guy can really get the ball off, or those guys couldn't hold up in the secondary. And it just happened to be what everybody's nightmare was, and that was the secondary. Yep, it was why Washington was such a bad matchup. That's why I was yes. so scared about that game for the last month. And uh, yeah, the number one passing offense in the country. They they took it to Texas's secondary. But you can't leave out the fact that those guys are fantastic recruiters, and if if I, I just don't. I don't. What I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up a recruiting edge that this this group has. As I said, the month the month of June is not that far away, and they own June, and they bring in some remarkable players. And I expect them to do the same again. Now, there's going to be guys in the portal that you know have to graduate from places that want to graduate. You know, May and all the stuff that happens during that time. This group can this group can recruit not with the best of them. They are the best. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to lose that. That's that's an edge you never want to lose. But you can't be losing ball games and losing opportunities to play in the Final Four and championships because your secondary is as bad as that group was this year. They were not good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah the QBs in the SEC next year are a lot better than the QBs in the Big 12 this year, right? Yeah. Like Jalen Milrow will be back at Alabama. Uh, Carson Beck right. at, at Georgia. That's yeah. a guy you'll have to see. Uh, some of these teams aren't on Texas's schedule, but Jackson Dart is still in this league. Brady Cook is in this league. You've got some some dudes yes. in the SEC. And if you do make it to a conference championship game, you're going to be playing a quarterback significantly better than Alan Bowman. Yeah. Texas well, saw in the Big well, 12 title game well, this year. Let's not forget, he's back. Seven years, baby. That guy is living my dream. Man. He's living every college player's dream, I believe. I Most know. of them. I get to stay another year. Another year for free. For free? And he's had his third stop, so he's ran through co-eds all over the country. Wow. The guy is a legend, dude. An absolute legend. You would like it to go from place to place to place. You wouldn't want to be stuck for eight years in one place, would you? Well, the beauty of Texas is there's like 50,000 students here. So it could take you a while to run through them all in eight years. Yeah, plenty to go around sure. here. But no, I mean, that guy started at Texas Tech. They got some women out there now. Not not the brightest bunch, but they've got some lookers there. Then he went to Michigan. Uh, yeah, Midwest hot, not no. the same. And those girls no. are pretty smart. But you know, there's some there's some good. There's a it's a big school. There's good looking women in Michigan. I know good looking women who went to Michigan. There you go. Uh, and then uh, yeah, Oklahoma State, good party school, decent crop there. Smart move. I, I think I would have maybe gone with a couple of different schools than Alan Bowman, but hey. Three big schools, Power Five conferences, plenty of options. Power Five women, yeah. Now he's the old guy. You know, women sometimes like the older guy. Now he's the older guy. Oh, he's definitely the older guy. Yeah. Should be running for Senate. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Get to stay for as long as you like, dude. McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. Wow. He's got that bit going for him. So, yeah, all the folks who took to Twitter last week to call Alan Bowman out, hey, get a job. Maybe no. football's not for you. Go work at Enterprise, you piece of shit. I don't know if anyone called him that. That'd be mean. It's like, nah, you're just you're just jealous that you didn't get free college for seven years. Oh, because I am the one guy who's trying it for his ninth year. That still is. I mean, that's it's. When are they going to put a stop to this madness? 
Never. It's only going to get better until they when they get the flu year. <laughs> the flu year is coming flu next. Year. That's next. You'll have oh, the chickenpox year. You'll have the oh, syphilis yeah. year. You'll have. It's going to just, they get to stay as long as they like. And it sure feels that way in today's college football, but who knows? Yeah, that Miami tight end, Cam McCormick is his name, applying for his ninth year. I mean, really? Hey, mom, hey, dad, I'm going to stay for another year. Oh, that's good, son. You won't come back to live with us since you've got room and board again. Yeah, that's like Ron McKelvey. Ron McKelvey walked so all these guys could run. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. All right. I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm not, I don't want anybody to lose their job. I I just know when you, when you do the, do what Sark is doing, when you're going in the direction he's going in, if you can get the best, you get the best. If somebody's better, then you hire them. Yeah. If you have the means to hire them, the university has all kinds of money. And if they can, if you can hire somebody that's better, or even you bring in an, a guy who's an analysis, analysis. I mean, it's worked for him. You know, you brought in Gary Patterson, that worked. An analysis? Yeah. He's an analyst. I mean, somebody who can analyze what you're trying to do at your position, not only scheme wise, but players. It's going to help you, you know, put guys in the right position in a, in a better spot. So they did it with Gary Patterson. I thought they did a great job with Gary Patterson. I think that if they have an opportunity again to do it, if Dwayne Aquino would do that, I can't be, Dwayne Aquino would like to be a hands on guy. Even at his age, you know, that dude wants to. He wants to be out there. He wants to be talking. He wants to be visiting with the players. You can it's do that. A, huh? You can do that as an analyst. I guess you can. I don't know what I, I didn't know if you had to be behind the scenes or I didn't know if you're allowed to be out on the field actually coaching and messing around. So messing around. Yeah, just out. I didn't know if you could how many how many could be at a practice, how many could be on the field at one time. What do you have to do on game day? Do you get to be down there? With the team, do you get to be talking with the team or do you have to stay up in the booth? You know, there's a lot that goes into there because there's a lot that the coach would like to do. And those guys, it's not like those guys make $200,000 or whatever it is to, to, to do that. I mean, they, those guys, I think there's like a limit of like 25 grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Unless there's NIL money back there too. There you go. He was an analyst last year, which gives me hope that there's a chance he'd be willing to be an analyst again this year. There you go. And he's been a position coach in college football for a long time. So I True. think he's made plenty of money and he's 67 years young. So hopefully he's done a good enough job saving that money sure. to where he's not coaching for cash at this point. But no, I mean, Texas, if they got to open up the pocketbook a little bit to they can do that. bring Coach Aquina back to Austin, they absolutely can do that. I love how you called it an analyst instead of an analyst, though. That's that's what I was giving you grief for a moment ago. Oh, well, I didn't say the process. I generally say the process. No, you say it wrong because there's no A-H in there. It's P-R-O-C-E-S-S. What do you call them? Professional athletes? I call them, I don't call them profits. I call them profits. There's no A-H in that either. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move from college to professional sports because all of you people know how to speak English, apparently, out there. But first, speaking people, those people. Those people. We got to, uh, before we talk NFL, we'll get to Texas basketball and we'll talk more about Johnny Nansen, too. Uh, we'll talk more about, uh, yeah, the addition Texas made to its coaching staff over the weekend. We do have to give some love to some of our great sponsors, Buck. You know, it's 2024, and Dr. Greg Eckert is at it again with his all-star group of professionals doing everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. My teeth feeling good, looking good, going into year seven, thanks to Dr. Eckert. 
and he can give you that smile too. He can turn a frown upside down by getting you dental implants. Find out if you're a candidate for 2024 by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166. Got sleep apnea, but he's also doing general dentistry, extraction, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, tooth loss solutions. And if you're, like I said, if you're interested in dental implants, if you think that's the way to go, check out Dr. Ecker because he is doing a bunch of them and he'll be doing a bunch more in 2024. Now everybody's got their dental insurance. Jan first, over with. You got new dental insurance. Let Dr. Eckert help you out for sure. And he wants to give you that smile that you've been looking for. I got the smile that I've been looking for for years. Got these veneers. I'm very happy, and you will too. As I said, give him a call at 512-345-3166. And if you've got a problem with the dentist and you're scared, IV sedation may be the way to go. Knock you smooth out. Come, by, come back with a great smile. Over 28 years of service, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He's our guy. He should be your guy also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Dr. Eckert. Also, shout out to our friends at SendTextTickets.com. If you're looking for tickets to anything, football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport, whenever, wherever, they've got them for you online at SendTextTickets.com. If you're trying to get up to Dallas for the Cowboys playoff game this weekend, SendTextTickets.com. If you're trying to get down to Houston for the Texans playoff game this weekend, SendTextTickets.com, a local company. All of their tickets are 100% guaranteed, and it's so easy. You can buy them from your phone or a computer. The tickets will show up in your email just like that. It's where I bought my World Series Game 5 tickets. Oh, yeah. I'm not letting the people forget who won the most recent World Series. Oh, no that's no right. Chance, no chance that will ever happen. But all the tickets you could ever need, concert tickets, Broadway shows, whatever event, they've got it for you on site at SendTextTickets.com tickets.com and BK I couldn't be happier my back is feeling good today I played a little round of golf yesterday and I got right back in my relaxed the back chair this morning early just sat in it just sat in it touched my toes did all those things to loosen up a little bit just for a, a two-hour stretch with you but boy did I, I, I have missed this I have missed this chair I really did we're in New Orleans and didn't quite have the chair that I needed to yes I always talk about sitting, bringing my roadie with me but we had a packed couple cars we couldn't bring the road chair with me but i've got the chair that i deserve and my back deserves for sure my lumbar area my thoracic back which i had surgery reconstruction done and folks you can do the same if you've got problems with your back you need to head over to our good friends at relax the back with their two locations at bk at the hill country galleria across from whole fruits and of course in austin at the gateway shopping center across from the container store live pain-free just like the buck in 2024 with relax the back Yes, indeed. And speaking of two locations, our friends at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment, they've yeah. got two locations to best serve you. And they just opened up a new spot. They moved. They're down in Buda right now. 200 Trademark Drive in Buda. So you folks in the Buda Kyle area or San Marcos or San Antonio or in Austin, wherever you are, go check out the brand new Top Gun store. They still have the spot in Anderson Square up north. But if you've got something you need to tackle before it gets really cold outside, make sure your home and your property, said that one right, is prepared for the uh, freezing temperatures we might have coming our way here in Central Texas. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. It's in the name. You can rent stuff if you only need it for a couple of days, or you can buy it. They'll sell it to you. They've got the biggest selection, all the best brands, and uh, great service to boot. Topgun.net, that's the website. Once again, Anderson Square up north. And then the new spot down south in Buda. 
Go check them out. Topgun.net. We will shoot you straight. Buck, let's talk some NFL, shall we? Yes, sir. What a weekend it was for the two Texas teams. Both the Texans and Cowboys had opportunities to win their divisions going into the final week of the NFL's regular season, and both teams did what they needed to do. And in the case of the Texans, they got the help that they needed to get. We'll start with the Texans because they played first Saturday night. Win and you're in, lose and you're out. The Texans in Indianapolis taking on the Colts, and the Texans found a way to get it done. A massive fourth down stop, really a fourth down drop by the Colts, preserved the win 23-19. to And Buck and D'Amico Ryan's first year, the Houston Texans are playoff bound. Yeah, and it'll all come down coach of the year for this game next week versus the Browns. Who's going to be the coach of the year? Winner of that game is getting, they're going to be the coach of the year, I got to believe. Well, it's a regular season award. So I know, like that's to, what they all say. You'd like to think, I don't know when the voting happens. Maybe the voting happens this week to prevent playoffs from having any sort of bias into that award. But yeah, it is kind of funny because those do feel like the top two coach of the yeah. year candidates. D'Amico Ryans in Houston and Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland does feel kind of fitting that, uh, yeah, they're playing each other in round one of the playoffs. Yeah, and 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 yes, and the game Saturday was just, I thought, was incredible because of the all the different guys that were hurt for the Texans. I mean, it was, it was, it was just a game that you had to have, and they did everything they could with with a, with the uh, especially at the wide receiver position. I mean, they just C.J. Stroud is a is a special kind of player, and they've got a special coach right there. That these and, and these guys, you're talking about guys that play together. I mean, they don't have overly talent. I love the secondary. I love Petrie. I love those guys in the secondary. I think they're going to be fantastic over the next couple of years on this defense. But the defensive line has played well, too. They all have played well. It's not just that secondary and, and the linebackers where, you know, D'Amico was a linebacker. I mean, this whole group has played well as a group. I never thought the Texans would look like this. Remember, this is one of the worst defensive groups over the last two years in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the Texans won 11 games combined in the last three seasons. Yes. Three wins, four wins, four wins in the last three years. In D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud's first year, the Texans won 10 games and won their division. There's no argument to be made in favor of Kevin Stefanski over D'Amico Ryans. People were picking the Browns to win the division this year. Like, their Vegas over-under, I think, was 10 and a half, and they won 11 games. Now, look, Deshaun Watson got hurt. Nick Chubb got hurt. I'm not saying Kevin Stefanski didn't do a great job this year. He did a tremendous job. In but Cleveland. they have other good players. They have some outstanding players in their football team. That might be the most talented defense in the NFL. Yes. Like, that roster is – that's why they gave up all that they gave up to get Deshaun Watson. They knew they had a Super Bowl-ready roster. They just needed a quarterback. Like, that roster is loaded. Go back before the year – and look at all of these like roster rankings. All of these websites do roster rankings. Who's got the most talent? Who's got the least talent? And Houston's bottom three on all of those lists. Like You're right. It's one of the least talented teams, and they were decimated by injuries. They didn't have talent when they were healthy. Yeah. And they lost a bunch of key guys, a lot of them for the season. Some of them they didn't play with in week 18, right? John Grenard, the sack leader, was not there yesterday, yesterday, Saturday. Uh, Noah Brown, one of the receivers they brought in. In free agency, he wasn't there on Saturday. Tank Dell, who was one of the good players the Texans had, he's obviously missed the last couple of months with that season-ending leg injury. And the Texans, they've been the laughing stock of the NFL for the last three years. 
They were expected to be the second worst team in the league. They had the second lowest Vegas win total going into the year, and they won their division. Come yeah, on, I, I, best I, coach of the year right there. I, like, come, it's not even close for me. Yeah, I had to, I had that group pick for three wins at the most. This I mean, season. I, I had them at six wins, and there were people who thought I was crazy with that. And yeah, they won ten games this year and that defense like you said it's been the worst in football the last three years they couldn't stop the run at all and i know jonathan taylor had a good day rushing the football on saturday but still the texans had a top five run defense in the league this season after being bottom three in that category in each of the previous two i mean it's it's amazing what D'Amico ryan's has done and obviously you give a ton of credit to cj stroud too like the coach helps but you got to have the quarterback right and it goes to show you, Buck, in this league, if you get those two positions right, I don't want to say it doesn't matter what else you have because you need other stuff around you. But if you get those two right, you could change your fortunes pretty damn quickly in the NFL. Yeah, it's like those Cowboys because they got their coach right. Well, they got a fat guy. <laughs> Come on, man. They the Cowboys, got- they've been good, though. Like You know. I'll give McCarthy some love. Three straight 12-win seasons. That's not wow. easy to do. That's pretty good. That is not easy to do. Before we get to the Cowboys, though, let's hear from C.J. Stroud uh, on the field after the Texans' big win in Indianapolis on Saturday. Here's just him talking about how it feels to be in the playoffs. Man, it's a blessing. I can't do nothing but just thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry. I put a lot of work in. My team has everybody counting us out from the, from the start, so... Man, it's just special to see the city of Houston just on a come up again. And um, I'm just blessed enough to be the vessel that, that Christ picked to, to lead this great franchise. So I can do nothing but just thank the Lord. He's been very, I mean, they're fortunate, boy. That whole thing of Lovey and all that stuff, that was, what a great job by Lovey Smith. Yeah. Really. I mean, they, they should erect the statue of Lovey Smith for winning that week 18 game last year. That Because that group was going to take the other little guy from Bama. They were going to take the little guy. They all were going to take him. Yeah, and they they talked about trading up. They almost traded up. They had a deal in place with the Bears to move up from two to one so they could get Bryce Young. And they thankfully pulled the plug on that, and they end up getting C.J. Stroud to fall to them. And, boy, it's uh, it's funny how life works sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, they can only get – they're only going to get – this group is only going to get better. I mean, they they still got some offensive linemen they want to seal some deals with. They want to get better. Uh, on that defensive line, and and of course they're going to always be looking for a wide receiver to help this kid out. At, and, and Dalton Schultz, the you know them getting Dalton Schultz for the that year deal from the Cowboys was huge for this kid to have have the security blanket that he has now. And now Nico Collins out of nowhere having the year that he has had is 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 remarkable too. But you have to have the guy who can get the ball down the field to him, and and they've got the right guy now. Yeah, he's a great leader and obviously a great quarterback as well. He's going to be a unanimous rookie of the year selection. Hell, the Texans might have offensive rookie of the year with C.J. Stroud. They might have defensive rookie of the year with Will Anderson Jr. And they might have coach of the year with D'Amico Ryans. Uh, Just a tremendous season. And you're right. Yeah, Nico Collins was amazing. He had 195 yards on Saturday against the Colts. All of the other Texans receivers, tight ends, and running backs combined had 69 very nice. Yeah, it's it going to be interesting the way they play this deal now from this point on, though. That's You give them a chance against Cleveland? Uh, 
Browns are favored. There's one road favorite in Super Wild Card Weekend, and it's Cleveland. They're a one-and-a-half to two-point favorite in Houston. These two teams played on Christmas Eve in Houston, and the Browns beat the brakes off the Texans. But, huge but, C.J. Stroud did not play in that game. So, obviously, that guy makes a pretty massive, massive difference. Yeah. I, I'm, what is the line? Did you say four? No, no, it's like two. Two. No, I, was thinking, I was thinking a point and a half, maybe. I'm seeing two and a half right now, actually. So early money's coming in on Clee. Yeah, the Cleveland defense is ridiculous. I mean, that thing is loaded with talent. Yeah, best in football this year. One of the best in football in the last it could 10. Be the best secondary that they'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, they uh, 36 to 22 was the final in that Browns-Texans game, but that score is a little bit deceiving because at one point it was 36-7 to at the start of the fourth quarter. Cleveland pulled a bunch of its starters, uh, and Davis Mills was able to chunk the ball down the field and pick up some garbage points for the Texans when he was playing quarterback. So, yeah, it was a beatdown. It was less than a month ago, but once again, C.J. Stroud, the straw that stirs the drink, was uh, not in that matchup for the Texans. So... Joe like Flacco, the old guy against the young guy, C.J. Stroud. What a, what a matchup there. Mm-hmm. That'll be a fun matchup. I'm with you. So the Texans, they got the win. They also got help, right? Like the win on Saturday just got them into the playoffs, but uh, they needed Jacksonville to lose to win the division. And what a collapse by the Jags, Buck. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's that's not just about quarterback play right there. That's just that – was, that was a collapse. You know, the, the last five games at the end of the season, that you're talking collapsing. Wow. They were eight and three at one point, and yep. they finished nine and eight. So, what? They lost five of their last six games. I mean, they had that division locked down. They had like a 97% chance to win the AFC South, and they just they blew it. Lawrence got hurt, missed a couple of games, but even when he did play, he wasn't the same. Nope. And just everything around him fell apart. ATN, ATN, he never, he never got going to the latter part of the season, with with about four or five games to go. He just wasn't the way they needed him to be early in the season. They needed those games early. He just, they got to be able to run the ball better. Yeah, and they yeah, can't I, have their quarterback taking off for his life and running. I mean, he can run and maneuver, but he's one of those guys. He looks different than you know Buffalo's quarterback when he runs with the ball. Oh um, yeah. No, but nobody's nobody's Josh Allen. That guy's. Well, that I'm guy's just saying different. he looks like the guy. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a big guy, but when he gets hit, he gets hit differently than the other dude gets hit. Yeah, I think Josh Allen's like two thirty, two thirty five. Yeah, almost two forty. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is two twenty. They're both tall as hell, but Allen's more built. And look, I like Lawrence deserves some blame. I, he had the same injury that Quinn Ewers was dealing with, and he was playing through it. Like for most of last week, there was a thought that. Lawrence wasn't even going to be able to play right today in Tennessee. So uh, he was bad yesterday. He had some awful overthrows and a couple of bad interceptions. Uh, but I just, I think he was playing banged up. So it, it was uh, like what we saw with Quinn Ewers where it's like, oh, this dude clearly ain't the same Quinn Ewers. I think that's what happened with Trevor Lawrence. And it was a perfect shit storm for the Jags to blow it. But hey, it helps the Texans. Yes. So, good job, DeAndre Hopkins with the Titans helping the Texans win the division that was uh cool to see uh cowboys now buck much easier situation for the cowboys all they had to do was beat the four and 12 commies and they were going to win the nfc east 
It's a struggle early. Commanders actually led 10 to 7 yes. in this game, but the Cowboys scored the last 31 points and ended up routing Washington 38 to 10, the final. They're just so much better. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were 13 point favorites for a reason. Hell, 13 proved to not be nearly enough. Yeah. Sam Uh, Howell against that defense, that wasn't going to work. No. No. Sam Howell against any defense, probably not going to work. The commanders, uh, they locked up the number two pick. They're going to take a quarterback next year. With a new coach and a new staff. Yeah. Ron Rivera. I don't think it's official yet, but the writing's been on the wall for that dude. He's gone. How do you feel about the Cowboys, man? Like you, you've talked about it for the last couple of months. You felt like the Cowboys needed to win the division and get some games in Arlington to have a chance to make a deep playoff run. Well, they did their job. The Eagles completely fell apart and they got boat raced by the Giants yesterday. So Philly obviously is reeling after their ten and one start. They lost five of six. They can beat anybody coming to Dallas. They can beat anybody at home. They just can. They just because you can't cover. He's uncoverable. Ceedee Lamb. Nobody in the league can cover him. And 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 there's not there's not a group that's found out a way, you know, since the midway in the season to stop him. They can't scheme ways to stop him. They find a way Dak Prescott finds ways to get him the ball. You know, that touchdown when Dak was moving around yesterday and caught it, got him in the end zone. I'm thinking he's gonna throw this ball across his body and get this thing picked. And there was C D Lamb, hit him right dead smack in the belly and was clean as could be. But that, that was a tough throw across his body there. BK, you could see him rolling a little bit. And I'm going, oh, no, Dak, don't do this. Don't. This is not the time to go Dak on us and throw it across your body, get it picked in the end zone, give them momentum. And he threw a strike. Yeah. Yeah, Dak was awesome yesterday. Had one interception, but not really his fault. It was a ball that was tipped at the line yes. of scrimmage. But outside of that, he was damn near perfect. And you're right, CeeDee Lamb, eight straight games with a touchdown for him. Uh, how about this? Amongst NFL wide receivers, he led the league in touchdowns, led the league in receptions, led the league in scrimmage yards, led the league in touches. That guy has developed into one of the three best receivers in oh, yeah. football. I mean, you can make a case that this year he was number one. Well, I think uh, he is Ty- number one this year, yeah. Tyreek Hill had a spectacular year. Did drop a few last night, though, for the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is obviously awesome. Jamar Chase is great. Justin Jefferson's great, although Jefferson missed a lot of time with injuries this year. But, yeah, you could make a, a strong argument that C.D. Lamb right now on January 8th, 2024, is the best wide receiver in the world. And he is uncoverable. Good teams, bad teams, home road. Like, the Cowboys well, have obviously been worse against good teams. They've obviously been worse on the road this year. But C.D. Lamb has been damn near uh, consistent uh, every week for this team. He certainly has. And that, they're gonna, and at home, he's really unstoppable at home. He's big yards at home. Because then the, at home, they, they scheme him to do everything. They scheme him to run the ball, quick screens. The whole works when they get home. And I think you're going to see a lot of C.D. Lamb in the playoffs, especially these home games. He's going to be a part of – that dude's liable to throw for a touchdown. Yeah, that'd be you fun. Know? Is uh, Dak Prescott your MVP? As of now, yes. Well, there's nothing that could change. The season's over. Yes, 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 he is. Okay. Like uh, Lamar Jackson's still your Vegas favorite. Um, the Ravens didn't need to play anybody yesterday. They'd already wrapped up the one seed and Lamar Jackson quarterback on the best team in football. Sometimes that's how it works, but Dak's numbers are better than Lamar Jackson's. So Dak led the NFL in touchdown passes. He was third in passing yards. Yeah. Somebody's going to give Lamar Jackson. Somebody's going to give him the edge in the voting that 
hey, the guy's playing actually playing in the playoffs now. Right. That helps. They're going to give him credit for making it through the playoffs. So, yeah, Lamar's been an MVP before. I don't know, man. I like this might be my Cowboys bias showing. It, probably it is. is. It is. Cowboy. Well, you, you're not a Cowboys fan, and you said Dak is MVP. No, so maybe it's not. I think he's been the. I think he's been the most consistent quarterback this season. Yeah, I, I do too, man. I, I think he'd have my vote right now. There are uh, arguments to be made for some other guys for sure, but uh, Dak should very much be in the mix. Here is Dak after the game with Aaron Andrews talking about winning the NFC East for the second time in three years. Uh, this is huge. It's been a, been a great year. Um, obviously, as you said, battled the, the last four games, finished the right way, um, and then just getting to go back, have the playoffs being AT&T. Um, it's a huge. Great to win the division. Proud of these guys. Proud of this guy. Um, awesome year, but, but we're, not, we're damn sure not done. He's damn sure not done. That was the mantra for Dak after the game. I mean, he was all business. Uh, all of his teammates were wearing the NFC East champion hats that they gave out. Dak didn't put it on. He's like, we're playing for more than this. So that's the mindset you have to have. I mean, look, the Cowboys have been here. Once again, Like Dak, Dak's won the division a few times. Uh, the Cowboys have been a high seed in the playoffs a few times. Once again, this is their third straight season of winning 12 games. So regular season success has not been the issue for the Cowboys. It's the playoffs. That yeah. had been the problem. So Dak's mindset is, hey, this is great. Cool. We won the division. Awesome. We wanted to do that. But, no, our goal is uh, to actually win in the month of January. We'll see if they can do it. I, I thought that I thought he would be handcuffed a little bit because, remember, this time last year, Dalton Schultz was his his main weapon. You know, they, they were having trouble getting the ball to C.D. Lamb, and, and he would always find a way to get it to Dalton Schultz. He did not have him. Michael Gallup has not returned to be the Michael Gallup that we thought he was going to be. He's okay, but – he has not returned to the quickness that he was the year before he had that injury. You yeah. know, he's he's really kind of struggled still. I don't think he's – I think they'll always now be looking for a number two and not your guy Terry Tolbert or whoever the hell he is. What about Cooks? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's done – great. Well, I mean, he's taken – of the guy, the other guy that went to the Texas, Brown. I mean, I mean, Cooks has been there for a lot of years. I mean, he's been an exceptional receiver for a lot of years, and – I still think they'll be looking for another wide receiver to go along with with that because I don't think they're going to get. I think Michael Gallup is just one of those guys that just with an injury is is not ever going to be that same guy. You know, it just sometimes it just doesn't happen to guys, and I think he's going to be that dude. Yeah, yeah, I won't argue against that. Michael Gallup hasn't been the same player, and it's like, oh man, if you had three years ago Michael Gallup with yes, oh my goodness, this Lamb and this Brandon Cooks, that'd be huge, but. Uh, no, the Cowboys have two really good receivers. Brandon Cooks had eight touchdowns this year. Ferguson's been great. Like I, I think yeah, Ferguson's yeah. better, better than Dalton Schultz. That was a risk the Cowboys took, letting Schultz walk in free agency. And a lot of people were like, It worked really? out for both teams. And it worked out. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Schultz has been great for the Texans, and the Texans are in the playoffs. And uh, Jake Ferguson has emerged into a really nice weapon for Dallas in his first full year as a starter. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Cowboys-Packers, boy. Talk about exercising some demons, dude. Wow. I mean, I hate the Packers. I know you do. You hate this game, don't you? And the Cowboys, you know, Dak's rookie year. Dallas won 13 games. They were the one seed in the NFC. They got the first round by, and Green Bay came into town and broke their hearts that season in the playoffs. Now, different quarterback. You don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers. This dude's playing well now. 
Jordan Love's having a very, very solid year one as a starter. The Packers. And his young wide receivers are the ones that are getting it done, too. Yeah, that's the, that is the cheapest offense in the NFL. That's not like uh, I'm calling them out. No, that like they have less money invested in their offense than any other team in football. Mm-hmm. And yet the offense is the strength of that team. Like the receivers, a bunch of young guys have played well. Uh, Aaron Jones hasn't even had that great of a season. He's battled oh. injuries, but his production has been down this year. Been first-year quarterback and a bunch of young receivers who have kind of carried the weight for Green Bay, and they got them into the playoffs. So, yeah, not Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline, which is a good thing. Uh, but still, Green Bay, a, a solid team, and they've uh, they've had yeah, Dallas. I don't, know how they stop. I don't know how their defense will stop the Cowboys. I just I think at home the Cowboys play at a different speed. You know, they're they're up tempo. It just seems like, and, and they play it for four quarters when they're at home. You know, they don't they still trying to score. They're trying to go New Orleans Saints on you in the fourth quarter. They're looking for more points. And I think they'll need some against this group uh, because they're going to, you know, they are going to try to run the ball. Green Bay is going to try to run against this defense uh, with their two big backs. I, I just think they go at them that way. But as I said, the, the, the quarterbacks really played well. The wide receivers have played well. And, and they're just starting to reach. You know, they're starting to hit their stride now right now in Green Bay. But for the Cowboys, it's at home, and I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if they're playing San Francisco if they get home. I mean, which they're not, but they're just so different at home, the way they play. I think they would have crushed the Commanders yesterday at home. They looked kind of sluggish. The Commanders were in the game, you know. They were leading the game in that, you know, the beginning of the second quarter. But BK, if that was at home, they'd have won that game by five touchdowns probably. Yeah, well, they won it by four on the road, but you're yeah, right. It was a little, little easy five, and it's not even close. A little slow out the gate, but uh, Dallas turned it on, and they ended up getting to bench their starters midway through the fourth quarter. I was yelling at my TV, like, get Dak out earlier, please. Uh, I don't know why he played as long as he did, but no harm, no foul. Thankfully, everybody stayed healthy. Cowboys get a win. Dallas, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay. We'll preview this game more over the course of the week. but an Take early- the hook. Hate the yeah, you always hate the hook, but early early lean on that line. Cowboys, you would take the Cowboys to cover. Yes, because I I mean they're at home. I, like I said, I don't care where they're playing. I take them most teams except for San Fran by ten points at home. Yeah, Cowboys the second biggest favorite of Wild Card Weekend. Buffalo a nine and a half point favorite against Pittsburgh. A big win for the Bills That's last night. Enough right there for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I tend to agree with that one. I don't. I don't have much faith in uh, no. Mason Rudolph and Pittsburgh. But hey, they won ten games. They kept the streak alive. They won ten games and they lost to the Patriots and the Cardinals this year. So Mike Tomlin once again uh, doing a bang up job, despite not having a quarterback this season. Uh, impressive work by them. All right, uh, reminder, we are giving away a bunch of stuff this week. Chip and Zay are going to be giving away Cover 3 gift cards every day this week. $50 Cover 3 gift cards every day between the hours of 1 and 3. So make sure you're listening all day long because the other shows will be giving stuff away too. Uh, Once again, we are giving away this $50 Academy gift card before 10 o'clock. All you have to do to enter, comment on YouTube. Or text in on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. More comments does not get you more entries. Just leave a text, leave a comment, and you will be automatically entered to win this uh, Academy gift card. And we will mail it out to you. 
But we've got all sorts of giveaways on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure y'all are following us on both of those spots. I'm in a good mood this week, Buck. Very Cowboy, nice. Cowboys uh, won the division and they haven't blown it yet. So I'm in a good mood for right now. And that we want to take care of you people who help take care of us. Speaking oh, of people Lord. who take care of us, Buck, how about uh, some shout outs to some more of our sponsors? How about our good friends over at Covert B Caves? Love the folks at Covert B Caves. Since 1909, the Covert family has been selling cars, trucks, and SUVs in Central Texas. Now, they've got a dealership out in Hutto. That's Covert Ford and Chevy. And, of course, in Austin, they've got Covert Ford and Lincoln. But out in B Caves, beautiful B Caves, Texas, USA, America. I love that folks out there because they've got Buicks and GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram out there in 42 acres as I went by yesterday. The lot is still packed with cars. There's no empty spaces out there. And they've got them for you for 2024. The sales are awaiting you. All you have to do is go out there and purchase one of those beautiful uh, cars, trucks, or SUVs. Go to covertbcave.com to find out more information. And they will be having sales for sure in the month of January. Say hello to Dan Covert. Say hello to Mike, Stacy, and the whole gang out there. And nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now, not ever. It's impossible. It just can't be done. Can't be done. Cannot be done. Our guy Tom McKay is listening. We'll let you hear from Tom in a second. But he says Bucky needs to pull his head out of his ass. Seven and a half is way too much. He's siding with the Packers, at least with the points on Sunday. Does he understand what I've done for the people? You I've have. made the people wealthy like he is, okay? Yeah. So he needs to come off. I have helped people. I've helped support their children. Some of their <laughs> kids are going to have a nice second semester. They're able to go back to college where mom and dad were going to have to fight for the money. They didn't because Uncle Buck took care of them. That's right. You did. You went up 25,000 units. And now it's gotten to the point where I almost want you to put units on the Cowboys because you've been so hot lately. It's like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You want me in your, you want me on that wall. Now I want you on this wall now for the first time all year, but you've been on a heater lately. So fade the buck. If that was your strategy for like 90% of the football season, you got rich, but if you've been fading the buck over the last few weeks, you've uh, given all of that money back. That's right. Don't do it. Don't fade me right now. I'm on fire right now. As Gregory says, don't under, underestimate Bucky. I'm ready to go now. I'm I'm feeling it. And right now, I'm not feeling it for the Texans. Oh. It's just Monday. It's Monday. You the know, Texans are back in their rightful spot. Every year the Texans make the playoffs, they get that Saturday afternoon game. It's like clockwork. It's so funny to me and probably annoying to them. But at least that game's not be able to beat that couch. old man getting off his couch. Yeah. He's been good this year, that old man. Boy, has he, man. What would you say? He's been getting off on his couch? Getting off the couch. That guy was on the couch, and they called him mm. up. He was watching, like, One Life to Live or something like that. General <laughs> Hospital. He was watching soaps. <laughs> yeah, he, he spent time watching the 60-year anniversary of General Hospital last Come week. Come on, man. I watched that shit. Did you? I've never watched General Hospital in my life. but I, You had never on, seen it before? It was on after something last week. And so I just watched it, and they had, like, all of these people over all 60 years of that show. They didn't have Luke and Laura, did they? Uh, maybe. Bronze? Yeah, no, they were there. Really? They're still alive, Luke and Laura? What's Laura looking like? Well, there were two blondes. I don't know if it was Luke the, and the, Laura. The female Laura. What does she look like? I, I figured it was a female. Her name is Laura. Thank you for that. Okay, it could be Laura Lauren or whatever. Who knows? 
How many? How many By the way, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Let it let it let it rest. Just yeah. let it rest. I'm glad I wasn't flying in that airplane. Let's go. At least my Delta flights don't have the doors that open up in midair. Oh yeah, I got a picture of uh, that Alaska Airlines flight oh. from over the weekend that had to make an emergency landing because the door fell off midair. <laughs> oh my God! How does that happen? You're talking about a guy who would have shit all over himself. Wow. I, I'm amazed that nobody got hurt from this thing. Boy, 16,000 feet. No, I mean, that cold air coming in there, man. Uh, apparently, there was nobody sitting in that seat right next to that over. I'll seat only for the buck. That's what I beg for. I'll seat. I'm not a window seat guy. I know people like to be by the windows looking out. Not, no, no thanks. Not on the Alaska airline. You don't want to be near the window. I'm a window guy, but Are you? Uh, I, I don't need that extra leg room. I don't need to be by the door. I'm at the one like, right outside. See the ones that are still looking like they're together? That's me. If, if a window duck. breaks, that would suck, but you, like, it, you're not going to fit through that window. You're not going to fly out the plane and die if the window next to you breaks. But if, no. you're sitting, if you're sitting next to that giant door, yeah, obviously you could be in some trouble if something like this happens. So, I mean, that that's, this shit looks made up. What a picture. That frightens, picture. that frightens Captain Sully right there just to see that. Yeah. I, oh, God, how terrifying would that be? What would you have done if you're on that plane? Are you walking around trying to steal people's jewelry? <laughs> Give me your jewelry. Give me your wedding ring. You're probably not going to make it. I am. Somebody mm -hmm. said that dude, the dude that was in the middle or whoever, got his T-shirt ripped off by the air. I guess I'll uh, take that. Yeah, I think a guy lost his shirt there. Really? Not his life. Man. Yeah. That's a that long fall. When are, you, when, are, when are you dead? As soon as you're out that plane, you're dead? Yeah. 16 gay. You hope you died from some sort of pressure before you hit the ground. But if you hadn't died, yeah, you're you're cooked because you don't have a parachute there. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you have enough time to grab the life preserver underneath you. That's not, not that gonna do, that's not, not gonna that do very much no matter if you hit the water or not. Yeah, you're no, not you're making cooked. it. Everything you in your body's breaking. Oh, like thankfully we can laugh at this because this this could have been like a great tragedy. Oh, just bodies just being sucked out of that door. Oh my God, how terrifying would that be if yeah, you're on that? Don't think that I'm not going to have my seat buckle seat belt buckled at all times now. Oh yeah, God. Wow. Yeah. And it so wasn't. Hey, by the way, it wasn't Delta. No, it was uh, Alaska Airlines responsible for that one. Yeah, they. Uh, it was like early in the flight too. I mean, not even 20 minutes in when uh, that door flew off. I think they generally get up to about 20,000. That would have been a little bit different, I believe. Oh, I feel like they get higher than that, don't they? I, th I thought 20, most of the times we're, we're reaching 20,000. Oh, the average, 20, the average flight 20, altitude, I just did a Google search, 20, 30, 30. 33 to 42. Ooh. Yeah. So if they were up there, then it could have been a lot worse. There have been legs and arms stuck on there. Mm. Oh, yeah. awful. All right. I uh, I promised that we would let you hear from Tom McKay. And he's playing the maracas. I yes, think. he's not, he's done with the piano. And a little harp action, too. Here's a word from AV Consultations. This is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations. And we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, 
We'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. Or online at abconsultations.com. Well done. Like the maracas. Sound great. Yeah. That guy is a jack of all trades playing like four different instruments there. <laughs> Impressive. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to AV Consultations. And also, shout out to our guy, Ashish. Yeah, man. I saw Ashish in the YouTube comment line earlier today. Ashish over at 7-Eleven. Owns and operates three different 7-Elevens here in the Austin area. Uh, some love to Wendy as well. She owns and operates another 7-Eleven. I know she's a big listener of Texas Sports Unfiltered. And we're big fans of 7-Eleven. Absolutely. We're there all the time. Uh, they've got everything you need. If you need a little Monday pick-me-up, they got the coffee there. If you need a little Monday pick-me-up, they've got a Slurpee there. All the breakfast, the donuts that are fantastic. Of course, they'll have the pizza out, the rollers out, the great pre-packaged snacks, the little Debbie treats that uh, Buck loves yes. so much. All the drinks, all the food, gas for your car. I'm telling you, just everything you need is at 7-Eleven. I've been going to 7-Eleven since I was a kid growing up in the Metroplex. I still go, and that will never change. You'll love them when you go as well. Download that 7-Eleven app, too. Cash in on that 7 Rewards program that they've got as well. I grabbed myself some Olipop yesterday while I was out at HEB. There you go. Cave. Yeah, because they have the wonderful display. They have all the flavors that you're looking for. Because I really, you know, my wife's out of town. I really haven't been good to my body. I've been actually averaging a pint of Bluebell a day. A yeah. pint? Yeah, man. Just a, a pint, pint a day? A gallon. Not a gallon since she's gone. Just a pint. Those are still pretty big. They're big enough. They're big enough to get your toes taken off and stuff, you know. You keep, <laughs> if, you keep, if you keep that up, so. But you're averaging one pint a day? Oh, that easy, means, but, That means yeah. some days you've had more than a pint? Well, yes. Some days I've had a pint and a half. Well, I, I just won't. I refuse to get the gallon in there because I can't get caught with that gallon jug of ice cream in the freezer when she gets back. That thing has to be. That freezer has to be cleaned out of junk, yeah. and you know, chocolate chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods because they're really healthy for you. They got a lot of nice butter in them. So I've had to be really, really careful, and I've got to make sure that all this stuff is in a trash can that's not on my property. I got. You got to walk to the neighbor's place. I got to walk. I got to walk to somewhere. I got to go to see a sheesh where the dumpster is because I got to dump some stuff <laughs> before my wife comes back to town. But I've been drinking water. There you go. I've been drinking a lot of water. I've had, you know, I I immediately go eight ounces the minute I get up before I even take any of my pills, my baby aspirin and stuff like that, my gummies. But I've, I got to get rid of some of that stuff. It can't be in the trash can because she's going to open up the trash can. She's going to look, and she's going to rummage around in there to see the shit that I've been eating. She's yeah, she'll rummage like a hobo. She'll get right. in the can and say, oh, what's this? I'm like, it's in the trash can. Why are you rummaging around in the trash can looking for evidence? 
Wait, what's she gonna do? Put like me bare in bare hands? She's gonna raw dog your trash can? Yeah, she's gonna put her hands in there and move things around just to see what I've been eating. Ugh. Well, generally all she has to do is look in the front seat, the passenger seat, and she can find anything she wants to. But that stuff is gonna be clean. Cars going to the cleaners. I'm cleaning up all my stuff. Nothing is left behind. There is nothing mm -hmm. gonna be at the scene of the crime. This is gonna be one of those. This is a cold case. You're not gonna catch me. A pint of ice cream a day, dude. I've had I have had um, butter pecan, uh, Oreo cookie, cherry, cherry vanilla is delicious. Bluebell, and then I add a banana in there. I take a banana and stick it in there and smush it all around. That's healthy. Oh, it's delicious, man. God, yeah, back uh, in my college days, I'd, I'd probably down three or four pints of ice cream a week. Like, yeah, I can't. I, I got to stop. I got, I'm on the stop train today. My big, my big stoner days, that was like I would get some chips or some hot fries, you know, those Andy Caps hot fries, oh, yeah. and I'd get a pint of ice cream. Like almost that was just a, a regular occurrence for me, three or four times a week, and I would just down that and go to bed. Yeah, it was good times. I, I can't I can't down a whole pint of ice cream in one sitting anymore. I don't know how the hell you're doing that without people. Oh, it goes down these. really good, man. It goes down great. And then, you know, my candy bar of choice is usually Snickers. I've not had any Snickers, but I had those Reese's, uh, the white chocolate Reese's. I've been tearing those things up. White chocolate Reese's? Oh, yeah. I've been tearing it up, man. Just wow. tearing it up. I'm going to lose a limb. You know, my wife's telling me, you're going to have no toes left. Seriously. And she worked in the medical field and she used to tell me about the people that would come in, the, the people with diabetes, and they would have like toes and stuff in the refrigerator because they had to amputate the toes. She said, with you, they're going to take off kneecaps and everything. She said, you don't have to worry about that fake knee of yours. You won't have a knee. Mm. Really? That's not the way we want to go. We want to find out some good things that are in ice cream. There's got to be something that's good in there, right? Uh, there's milk in there. It's dairy. Strong there's bones. Pe there's pecans. Yeah, I guess there's right? nuts. And you do like those. <laughs> but there's these nuts. <laughs> there's got to be something that's good in there. I mean, it's they can't be just saying ice cream. Is not, I've been eating ice cream all my life. When did it become bad? Now it yeah. almost, I mean, getting ready to hit the old 69er, you know. Your, your whole life it's been bad. It has. Even when I was a kid, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, it tastes great, but it's not good for you. How comes our parents let us eat ice cream? How comes we had the birthday parties when we ate ice cream and cake? Yeah, what, what do we need to be doing? Do we need to do like Trey's kids have to do? Eat spinach and broccoli for their birthdays? Well, special occasion, you know, the birthday is worth celebrating. So you'd always get to eat more ice cream. Hey, and every cake. day is a special occasion for me now. So I'm doing what I need to do. I'm drinking water. Okay. There you go. Doing that stuff. I'm getting up four times a night to piss because hey, I'm I, in this water thing now. I'm not, it'd be better for the show if you uh, like lost an arm, you know, like that would bring oh. awareness <laughs> to us. So if you want to sacrifice one of your limbs for the betterment of Texas sports unfiltered, then all right, man, keep eating that ice cream. Come on now. Oh, you think that really can do it? You think that's how you lose a, a foot or they just say that? Uh, it, it would take a long time for you to get What I need to, to eat is that 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 sign that's behind you, good stock. That's what I need to eat. That's the stuff. Right yes, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down and see Perry here sometime this week or maybe maybe this weekend coming up and get myself. Yeah. I needed some ribeyes. I love I love the ribeyes there. there now you go. and I can cook a ribeye. It's hard to mess up a ribeye. 
Now that big tom- tomahawk, you can mess that up. You got to be, you got to know you're what you're doing. But you, it's hard to screw up a ribeye. I got to believe. Uh, you could screw up a ribeye. You could. Yeah, yeah. Anyone can. Don't overcook anything. Always undercook it. How do you like your steaks? Medium. I don't like. I don't like to see a lot of blood. I mean, I'm not. You know, You're that's why I had it. trouble with chicken. Now, when my sister's listening. My mother always had bloody chicken, like blood on the bone. I couldn't. I was like, oh, I couldn't take it. Is that why you won't touch chicken even now in your 60s? Yeah, I won't put my hand on the chicken, no. Yeah. Don't even choke chickens. Don't choke them. Don't do anything to them. So I don't, yeah. But, you know, I couldn't take that from my mother. But you know what I ate that my mother made great? Liver and gravy. Brown gravy and liver. I could eat liver back when I was a kid, but I couldn't do the chicken, the blood on the chicken, but I could do the blood and the liver because it mixed well with the brown gravy, so. You can eat liver, but you can't eat regular chicken? I, I can eat chicken. You seen me. You saw me at the original. Yeah, you're right. You ate raisin canes with a fork and a knife. And it went down good. It was delicious. Mm. And there's yeah. a raisin cane in this city, huh? There are a few of them. Now I'm now you're talking. Come on, man. There you go. All I'm right. Out there, I'm out there discovering right now. They're discovering right and everybody, now. I tell you what people are discovering. They keep saying, What am I got my Texas tech outfit on today? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. We'll get into the basketball game in a second. That was a disaster. We got more Texas football to talk about as well. Uh, Once again, we are giving away an Academy gift card within the next 30 minutes. So keep the text and comments coming. All you have to do to enter, text in on the code of text line, 512-222-9328, or uh, leave a comment on YouTube. And reminder, giveaways all week long, on air, but also on social media. If you don't follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you're missing out. And really, you're missing out on your chance to win some more prizes that we'll be giving away this week. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you're subscribed. But also, yeah, make sure you're following us on social media for more great content and more opportunities to win some free stuff. But I got a couple gift cards to the Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. Speaking of great weekends and lunches and brunches, they've got that for you. So we've got a couple cards to give away this week. Yes, we do. Shout out to Olipop, by the way. Mm. Uh, Tom McKay texted in. He tried the strawberry vanilla flavor and loved it. We had uh, Double D say he tried strawberries and Bucky's cream flavor. Oh yeah, I, I had that. That's been my. That's my. Yeah, my my. It's like a cream sickle. It's good, but I'm still the grape. I'm still the grape babe. Love it. I have no follow-up questions. Yeah, I went to Target. I have like three Olipops in my fridge. I'm mad at myself. I didn't get one before today's show, but that's cool. That means I get to drink them uh, later today, which is always a good thing. I always like to see when you have your All-Stat, when you drink that early in the morning. There you go. We'll, uh, we'll do another drinking show a at testing, some point. Another testing. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if the Cowboys uh, win the NFC, we might be doing two weeks of drinking shows. Between there you go. The NFC title game and the Super Bowl. I might be so freaking happy. If that happens, but they got Olipop at HEB, Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, Costco, wherever you buy your groceries. It's great tasting soda that's actually good for you. So if one of your New Year's resolutions is to be a little healthier, well, this is the way to do it. You love soda. Everybody loves the taste of soda. You get that with Olipop, but you don't get all of the BS that is in soda. This is actually good for you. They've got nine grams of fiber in every can. Helps with digestive health. They got a bunch of unique ingredients that will keep you feeling good. And once again, the taste is absolutely right with Olipop. Love having them on board. 
as one of our great sponsors. Okay, Buck, you brought up Texas basketball. I've I've been trying to avoid it because it. But I, me can off. we avoid it for just another quickie? You know, I I you know the, one of the guys you know we we're talking about players staying and going. JT San- Sanders is gone, huh? Gone, gone, gone. JT Sanders, yes, he. Uh, That's not a surprise to you, though. No, no, yeah. it was it was a surprise to me that so many people thought that he, he would come back. Yeah. And look, it's, it's wishful thinking. I get it. You want to be optimistic as a fan. You'd love to have Jatavion Sanders back. That guy is a beast. But, you know, Mel Kuyper Jr. has him as his number two tight end sure. in, in this year's class. So I don't know if he's a first-round pick. Like, maybe if Sanders came back for another year, he could solidify himself as a first-round pick. But, like, at, at the latest, I think he goes in round two. I mean, we saw a million tight ends fly off the board last year. This year's class, not as good as last year's class. But there's clearly an emphasis on tight ends now. And they're playing, and they're playing early too. Yep. Pass catchers in the NFL, huge, right? Teams are spending more on receivers and tight ends than ever before. So no, the iron's hot for JT Sanders. Uh sucks that he's leaving, of course, because I wanted him back selfishly, but no surprise at all. And yeah, I think like he he didn't want to let this fan base down, right? Like at every turn when he was asked, he's like, oh, I'm still considering coming back. And maybe he seriously was considering coming back until he made his announcement, but uh, I, I feel like uh, the writing's yeah. been on the wall for that dude for a while. So, yeah, another – I mean, that's – we don't know what A.D. Mitchell's going to do. I kind of feel the same way about him as I did to Tavion Sanders, right? Like, there are some Texas fans and insiders who are leading you believe uh, to believe that, hey, there's a chance this guy wants to run it back in Austin for another season, but uh, Mitchell's going to be a first or a second-round pick, too if he goes so my guess is at some point this week he will announce that he's gone so that's you know sanders gone worthy's already gone whittington's already gone i think mitchell is probably following suit so it's expected yeah, i wonder if mitchell has those conversations with quinn yours i wonder if he has mm-hmm. talked to him what are you really going to do yeah maybe i'll think about coming back if you decide you're coming back i know you don't do that i mean that's your your business is your business i mean if the iron is hot, you got you got to go. And I don't know, A.D. Mitchell coming back for another year. Boy, he caught an awful lot of balls this year. I'm not saying he would next year. He probably catches many. I mean, he's just a good football player. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have the right guy throwing to him. And to start out, if he was starting out with a new quarterback, he's got that's got to be in his mind too. But if Quinn Ewers said, I'm coming back, there's really a thought that I may come back for another year. Love for you to be my guy. Because I'll get you hundred, I'll get you hundred and twenty balls next year, hundred thirty balls, and I'd be, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, that's not bad. That's there's a difference between being a, you know, mid second round pick than a than a late first first or middle first round pick as a wide receiver. Wow. A.D. Mitchell had fifty five balls this year. Yeah, I'm saying hundred and twenty. Yeah, why not? You're the guy. That'd be, I mean, that's incredible. He's setting records if he does that in a college football season. That'd be spectacular. Uh, yeah, maybe that's playing into his decision. And we'll know by this time next week because next Monday, January 15th, is the deadline for players to declare for the draft. So I, I think Quinn's coming back. If I had to guess, I would say that. And if I had to guess, I would say Adonai Mitchell is gone. Um, nothing official from either of those two gentlemen yet. But that uh, that to me makes the most sense. I think Quinn Ewers has a ton to gain if he returns I think A.D. Mitchell could improve his stock, right? If he has another great sure. year for Texas, then he could be a first-round lock. Because once again, That right dude now, has stayed healthy. There's no reason to take another chance. Yeah, I think he's borderline first or second round right now. So if he comes back and has 1,000 yards and a bunch of touchdowns again, then 
Okay. Yeah. Surefire first round pick, but. Um, you know. And have we heard anything official from Jonathan Brooks other than hearsay? Oh yeah. He's, he's gone. Is he gone, gone? Yeah. I think uh, last Wednesday or Thursday, he posted on social media that okay. he's out. So yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys leaving. I think the list right now is Brooks, Worthy, Sanders, Whittington, Sweat, Murphy, uh, Jalen Ford. I don't think has said anything official, but I think his mom basically said that he's gone. Uh, Ryan Watts announced over the weekend that he's going pro. And there's probably one or two more that I've forgotten, and there are definitely one or two more that will make a similar decision over the next seven days. All right, Texas basketball. No. Oh. I know we we tried, we tried people. We made it an hour and forty one minutes into the program before getting to that disaster at the Moody Center. Only the second ever loss for the Longhorns at Moody Center, and this one was ugly. Texas Tech seventy eight, Texas sixty seven. Uh, they looked Texas, more athletic to me. Texas Tech looked just like they had better athletes on the court. Yeah, and and they, it's a big team that plays big. Texas can look big, but they play small to me. They just don't they don't they don't hit the boards hard enough, you know. They've got they have more finesse players. Texas Tech had some dogs. I mean, they just got after them. Yeah, they were the better team. Yeah. And it's concerning if you're a Texas fan because well the Longhorns were six and a half point favorites in that game. And you're not going to be six and a half point favorites in this league very often. No. And we talked about it last week, Buck, like Texas has a relatively easy, all things considered, because nothing's easy in the Big 12, but Texas has a relatively easy start to conference play. Home against Texas Tech, has got a first-year head coach, not expected to be that great this year. Uh, at Cincinnati, first-year school in the Big 12, obviously. They at West B Virginia, who's yeah, awful. BYU, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then home UCF. Like those, those are four games that you felt like Texas should win because the Longhorns were picked to finish third in the Big 12 this year. And it's like, well, you're playing four unranked teams in a row, and you've got a couple of the worst teams in the league with West Virginia and UCF on your slate. We said, like, it, it better be 3-1. and one. If it's anything less than 3-1, and one, it's a problem. But you felt like 4-0 and oh was very attainable for Texas. And then because right after those four games, they have four games against ranked teams back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. And for Texas to start with a home game against a team, once again, that doesn't have high expectations this year, they got a first-year head coach in Lubbock for the Longhorns to lose by double digits. In yeah, that I, and, and as I said, they play small. They are small. Those guards, I mean, Hunter's tall, but he's tall and thin. And Asmus is a little guy. He's just a little guy. He is. He's not going to do much for you on the defensive end. He doesn't go to the rack. He's go. That ball goes into a into like the black hole when he gets it. Look out! It's going up. So he, he's not a big assist guy. He can score when he when he scores. He can score a lot, but he takes a lot of shots. Yeah. You know? Well, he's the best offense for this team right now. Yes. Um, but you're right. Defensively, I mean, we've talked about it. We talked about it in the right. offseason. Like Max Asmus was brought here because he can score. He's the leading active scorer in college basketball. But he is a liability on defense because Man. he's small. And, uh, yeah, teams go after him. Uh, I don't know. This team has size, though, like Caden Shedrick and Dylan DeSue. That's a that's a pretty good one-two punch on the front line. Um, so, yeah, with it Texas just doesn't Tech. feel like they play big. They don't – I mean, they're not getting off the – I mean, the guys at Tech, the 6'5", 6'6", guys are getting off the floor. 
you know, getting to the rim. Now, I, I just there was just there was something just missing. It's supposed to be a good defensive team. They weren't good on defense the other night. No, and Tech, I'll give Tech credit. They made some tough shots. They shot 53% from the floor. They shot about 45% from three. Uh, give credit where it's due. But you're right. They had some good looks. Texas defensively has not been very good, and that's, you know, a Chris Beard staple was defense, right? Like his yeah. team at Texas Tech and in Austin were known for defense. And this yeah, team and Brock Cunningham here, can't cover these guys that are 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Brock Cunningham, he, he should not start. He should not start. I don't know why he's still starting. Like, as soon as Dylan DeSue came back, he should have been inserted into the starting lineup. And, okay, if you wanted to ease him back in for the first game or two and have him come off the bench, okay, that made sense. But, no, now now Dylan DeSue needs to be a starter, and Brock Cunningham needs to be that spark plug coming off the bench, you know, playing 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. He can't be playing 31 minutes. And he fouled out. He had zero points in his last game. Like, that guy's gone back and forth with Tech fans for years. And Tech fans hate that dude, and they are loving that in Brock Cunningham's last game against Texas Tech in Austin, he had zero points and fouled out. Like, Brock Cunningham cannot be playing that much. He's gotten better over his 18 years at Texas, but, like, that guy starting over Dylan DeSue is a joke. A joke. He cannot be getting 31 minutes while DeSue gets 17. That's silly. So that's got to change. And yeah, like, like Grant McCasland, first year coach, coached circles around Rodney Terry. Like every time out of a timeout, Texas Tech yeah. had something good drawn up and they would score. They and did. Texas looked like they had no clue what to do. And this game was close. Like it, you look at the final score, 78 67, and you're thinking, oh, maybe Texas Tech had a double digit lead and they were in command throughout. No, this game was like pretty close for the most part. Yeah, but most of the time it was like a six point lead by Tech when they, and Texas was still within range of, of turning it around. But. Yeah. Tyrese Hunter, he doesn't he doesn't touch the ball enough for me. Aismas can't be the guy who's who's starting your offense because he's not an assist guy. Hunter has to touch the ball and he has to be in control of what goes on in that offense. They can't have like three guys in control. Well, Hunter was good. I mean, he had I think 14 in the first half and and only ended up with 20. So he didn't do as much in the second half. But I I thought I thought he and Aismas played pretty well offensively. Um turnovers were an issue for Texas. They had 14 of them. And they just they couldn't get stops when they needed to get stops. And down the stretch, the Texas offense stagnated, and Texas Tech was able to uh, to get big buckets. So are they trying to are they trying to to do something with with Mitchell? I mean, are they trying to make him a focal point of what they do offensively? I mean, what 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 is their goal with him offensively? I mean, I I, I don't know. Is he still the jump around guy that makes plays with his athleticism, or do they do? Are they having something that's really solid for him as an offensive player. Are they trying to uh, run the offense through him at any time? Not at any time, but there are times where that's part of the offense, and and he played okay. Um, he was just okay the other night, I thought. Well, they got nothing from Caden Shedrick. They got nothing from Brock Cunningham. Literally, he had zero points. Uh, they got very little from Dylan DeSue, uh, and nobody else on the bench did anything for the long They run. weren't very aggressive the other night. Yeah, it was just, Hunter, Aismas, and Mitchell were the offense. You can't have just three guys providing all of your offense. And it was bad. It was bad. And, like, you, you, you want to be patient. First conference game. You never want to overreact too much to any one game, especially the first game in league play. Um, but there are Texas fans asking questions now about Rodney Terry. And this, we, we touched on it before Saturday. Like, Texas hasn't played any above-average teams this year. They've played two awesome teams, 
in UConn and Marquette, and they lost both of them. And then they played a bunch of crap teams in the non-con. Mm-hmm. Like LSU is not above average. LSU is average at best. Yes. Texas won that game. It was close. LSU made it way more interesting than anybody wanted. But like the Big 12 is full of, I mean, there are obviously some national title contenders in this league with Kansas and Houston, and maybe another team or two that you could throw in there. But this league is full of above average teams. And if you can't beat those teams at home, right. It's a scary thought wondering, okay, what's going to happen against the great teams at home, but also what's going to happen against those above average teams on the road. So it's like, yeah, with, with, with what we saw from the Longhorns on Saturday, it's hard to feel good about this being a tournament team. Now they could go out, they could win the next three games going into that tough four game gauntlet. And then we could be having very different conversations, but right now, I mean, hell Joe Lenardi, maybe he'll drop a bracketology this week. I'm not sure. Uh, but he had Texas as one of his last four teams in his field before the weekend and Texas lost by double digits to Texas tech. So my guess is if Lenardi released a bracket right now, maybe out on the outs. Yeah. And that's after being a two seed and playing in the elite eight to be out right now. That's uh that's bad. So I'll be patient. I will be patient with Rodney Terry. I think everyone knows my thoughts on the hire, but I'm not, not saying can the guy right now or anything like that. I'm, I'm going to give him a shot and plenty of basketball left this year. But that was a disheartening slash discouraging showing. Yeah, and, and the thing about it, it doesn't look like they're right there. It looks like they're a ways away, you know? I know yeah. it's early. It's just the beginning of conference play. But, hell, by your conference play, you want to look like you're there, like you belong. They didn't look like that the other night. No, they didn't. They did said, not. With Brock Cunningham trying to cover guys 6'7", six, 6'8", six, athleticism, he's going to hack them. He's not going to be able to cover those guys. No. And yeah, they just didn't, they didn't rebound well. They just, they looked, uh, they weren't laxed on defense. They just couldn't defend. Right. They couldn't get stops when they needed to. Yeah. And once again, this game was close for most of it. Um, but just down the stretch, yeah, Texas couldn't get stops on defense and they couldn't score on offense. And that's, no. you're going to need to be good in these final five minutes because there are going to be a lot of close games in this conference. And Oh, this team looks like they're going to play a lot of close games. Yeah, I think so. Um, Pop Isaacs. Led Texas Tech with 21 points. Big controversy about whether or not he should have been on the floor. I don't know if you heard this, Buck, but yeah, I heard last week something. Yeah, I mean, and I, I the, the fans were on him now. Yeah, came out on Friday that uh, there were allegations against him for raping a minor, and we found out after that, uh, or the belief is at least that the minor was one of his teammates' sisters, and that teammate has entered the transfer portal since this story all unfolded. Uh, there's no charge yet, and I'm a believer of innocent until proven guilty, but interesting that Pop Isaacs was uh, was on the floor on Saturday. You know, Texas Tech's biggest game every year is against Texas, so maybe, maybe no surprise there. But, yeah, missed opportunity by Texas, by the way. Like, I'm mad about Saturday for a lot of different reasons, but whoever was in charge of the scoreboard at Moody Center whiffed because you know they do the the starting lineups for both teams before every game right they'll they'll do the road team first and they'll mention everybody's height and where they're from and then they'll say their name and then obviously they'll do the texas pregame video and the texas intros but there was a chance here when the pa guy was announcing the starting lineups for texas tech and when he got the pop isaacs this is the video that should have been shown on the screen you rapist 
Wow. <laughs> that's that's what we needed to see right there. That would have gotten the crowd going. That would have gotten in Pop Isaac's head. Maybe Did you he say you believe in innocence before proven guilty? Yeah, I do, but I also believe in comedy, and this is comedy. Come on out, you rapist! Wow. <laughs> if they dropped the Vince McMahon, come on out, you rapist, when they uh, introduced Pop Isaacs on Saturday, boy, you talk about... They were all over him every time he touched the ball. Yeah, he was getting booed, and, I mean, rightfully so. Uh, look, we'll, we'll see if those allegations are true. Once again, innocent until proven guilty. But still, you can you can boo that guy with those out there. That's fine. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, just a, a chance. It, it would have been great for Texas basketball. You talk about a home court advantage, you start doing stuff like that to get into the other oh, team's yeah. head. Come hit on him out, you rapist. God. Doing that and then running a score up like the, like the New Orleans Saints did. Oh, we just wanted to take a knee. Oh, we just wanted to get our guy a touchdown. Game was well in hand. Yep. That, that was, was bad. That was bad. When the coach says that my team went rogue on me, hey, lots of respect to you, coach, huh? Yeah, that's, that's How is that weird. If I'm Dennis Allen in the post-game press conference, I'm saying that was my decision. I'm not, like, saying, no, I didn't want to do that in the team. My players don't listen to me. They don't care what I say. That's a bad look for that dude, isn't it? I thought so. I'm like, what do you mean? It's also kind of throwing your team under the bus, too. Like, you're the coach. You're supposed to have your teams back. Like, instead, he's like, no. You you, you gave the command to take a knee, and they said, screw you as the coach? Yeah, that that was bad by Dennis Allen. I mean, I don't think he's a good coach at all. Anyways. I know the Saints won yesterday. and they, Yes, they did, and they made the people some money. They did, yep. The Buck had uh, 10,000 units on the Saints against uh, the Falcons, and New Orleans got the win, and Atlanta's coach lost its job. Um, but, yeah, weird weird ending to that game and obviously weird post-game press conference. Yeah, I felt bad for B. John Robinson going to the Atlanta Falcons when that all happened anyway. I yeah, know well, they're on the ball, but they're, they, they got no quarterback. They got nothing going on there. Yeah, they need to bring in a quarterback, and they need a coach who's actually going to give Bijan the ball. As yes. simple as that. Like they, they finally started to give Bijan the ball late in the year. Hell, he had a seventy-one yard receiving touchdown yesterday. I think that guy's awesome. He's he's a stud. We know that. I think everybody knows that. Like even if you don't like Texas, you know how good Bijan Robinson is. And uh, it was a joke how little he got the ball this oh, year. I know. Arthur Smith probably could have saved his job if he just fed Bijan more because they, they could have won another game or two, and that would have... I think the fans were division. like, why, why are we taking this guy so early in the draft and we don't give him the ball? What are we doing here? Stupid, 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 stupid. So, yeah, hopefully uh, they get a quarterback for Bijan, and hopefully they get a head coach who uh, actually realizes just how damn talented he is. Jim Harbaugh, why not? Yeah, Harbaugh, he might have some choices now. And the Chargers could be in the mix for Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else is going to fire their coach? Uh, Washington. And they'll have the number two pick in the draft. That could yes. be appealing to Jim Harbaugh. Like if he really likes Drake May uh, or if Washington's considering trading up to number one to go get Caleb Williams, maybe that could uh, lure Jim Harbaugh to our nation's capital. I don't know. He'll have some options though. For oh, he's going to have some big money options, some huge money options, even right where he is. He wins the natty. And as I said, they're going to go to bat for him now. They'll come out of the woodworks now. They okay. backed away. They kind of backed away from the table and said, you got some really, really nice things against us. We need to shut up and just let this play out. But now if they win the natty, 
They're going to go to bat for that guy. Yes, they will. I think they will either way, but especially if they win tonight. Um, all right, let's give uh, a few more shout-outs to a few sponsors, and then we will announce our giveaway winner, Buck. How about our friends at Texas Orthopedics? If you're looking for that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our friends at Texas Orthopedic. Their, their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Our good friends, Dr. Christopher Danny and Dr. Christopher Stockton, are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into great health and give you that quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. That's TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to them. Shout out to Altstadt Beer as well. Uh, we were talking earlier about drinking on the air. The buck won't be doing that. No. I might be doing that. Last time I did drink on the air, it was Altstadt Beer because that's all I drink. On the air, off the air, it does not matter. It's my go-to beer here in Central Texas. It was my go-to beer when I was living in Houston. And if Altstadt existed when I was growing up in Dallas, it would have been my go-to beer up there too. Actually, no, I wasn't 21, so I would not have drinking it. Those are the rules. So Kids you say, yeah. Aren't out there. Altstadt, all over the state, the best beer that you could find. Um, they've got a bunch of different brews too for every beer drinker out there. And Altstadt is clean too. If you're trying to treat your body a little bit better in 2024, Altstadt is brewed without preservatives, without additives, without unnecessary sugars. You look at the back of some of the packaging on some of these other beers, uh, there's going to be some ingredients that you don't want to find. Altstadt, not the case. Four simple ingredients, no filler stuff, and you can taste the difference and you can feel the difference the next day. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer, no impurities, no regrets. Word for Woods Comfort Systems. As yeah, man. You're set for the winner, right? Yes, I am. I am so set for the winner. And hopefully my system will not kick off. There won't be any electrical problems. I know there won't be with the system that I had from Woods Comfort Systems because it is A-OK. Been inspected, ready to go. I'm ready for the winter when it comes next week, although winter has been here since the 17th of December, but it's really coming next week. So you need to be prepared, too. If you want to get a system that's going to be there for a lifetime, get Woods Comfort Systems. 67 years. <sighs> 67 years. They've been around almost as long as the buck. Almost. Actually, almost half as long as the buck. <laughs> I get that right. WoodsComfortSystems.com. You probably see their TV commercials, too. Uh, yeah, they're, the, they're the very best at what they do. And also, shout out to Cover 3. They were one of our travel partners for our Sugar Bowl trip, but they've jumped on as a full-time sponsor. Nice. Uh, my favorite sports bar in the city. Amazing food, too. When you think sports bar, you're like, ah, eh, they'll have TVs, but will they have good food? Uh, Cover 3, the answer to that question is yes. So much to choose from. And they do have the great TVs, the full bar, the great atmosphere, great service. Everything you want in the sports bar, you can find at Cover 3 or Cover 2. Uh, they've got three different locations all throughout Austin. And uh, you're going to love it every time you go. All right, Buck. You spinning that wheel? Wow. The uh, the, uh, the randomizer is, is doing its work right now. Wow. Okay. This is. Really? Uh, this is this is shocking. Shocking work by the randomizer. The randomizer has chosen BK. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need a new jacket. Thank you very much. I will be pocketing this gift card. No, we, uh, we've we got a text line winner today. Very nice. On the code of text line. I'm not going to read the entire number, 
but uh, a 512 number with the last digits of 3415 is our winner. I will text that person, or if they're listening, they can text us. But they texted in at 9.16 a.m., two simple words, love y'all. That was the entry. Very nice. Thank you. And uh, we love you, too. And you were getting rewarded with a $50 gift card to Academy Sports and Outdoors. If you didn't win, don't worry. We're giving away tons of stuff all week on this show, on some of the other shows, on Twitter, on Instagram, on everywhere. So uh, do not fret. You will have plenty more opportunities to win this week and every week. We give stuff away all the time right here. We're heading towards 10,000 now. We're, we passed the 7,000 mark. Yes, indeed. We're fire away in the spring here. Oh, my God. Yeah, y'all spread the word, too, because uh, we'll be giving away a TV when we get to 10K and a bunch of cool stuff as well. Speaking of cool stuff, chaos theory. That's cool stuff. Double R. Go I'll ahead. give you away. I'll give away something. Gentlemen. Wow. Can I can I contribute? You, you got, got something to give away? I will give away a code to either FIFA or Madden for anybody wow. that wants to uh, contribute to the game that you're playing or just show love that you've been showing to Texas Sports. I'm love the randomizer. Sure. The randomizer. You should have heard it working back there. What up, CB? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, it's like Wheel of Fortune. That oh, thing yeah. spins around, you know? <laughs> That's what it is. Where's Vanna White? We got to get Vanna White in here, man. Or, or she's, uh, she's at man. work, man. If you're talking about my Vanna White, she's at work. So mm. nice. Good nice. save there. What's up, yeah. guys? How y'all doing this morning, man? Doing great, man. Did you enjoy your all's football? A little preview of the football playoffs? Because it, it felt like week 18 was actually relevant somewhat. Very. Yeah, I, I did. I, I enjoyed the games that I watched. You know, I helped to make people some money. Because yeah. I'm on fire right now. That, I'm that, on that what fire. What, you pick? what colors did you go with today? Or uh, this what past week? Okay, tell these two. Tell these two what's going on here. Yeah, the Buck had four Gold Star locks this weekend. He had three 10,000 unit plays and one 5,000 unit play. That's what I'm talking and about right there. He, he hit all three of his 10,000 unit plays. He had the Bucks. He had the Fudge Packers. <laughs> and he had the Saints. The Saints, the Saints know how to pour it on, too. So, oh, dude, you want to tell, we're going to talk about that. Arthur Smith, cry me a fucking river, man. Yeah, see, where, see where that got him. Big Arthur Smith. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. didn't get him anywhere, did it? How'd that work no. out for him? Hey, say, Bucky, so one of the things that I was noticing yesterday, you, you know, I know when you get to week 18, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to pack it in or whatever. These guys are professionals. I mean, they yeah. get out there, whether it be spoiling somebody's season, you want to go out, you want to go out with something good, right? And, and that was kind of sure. the cool thing, unless you're Philadelphia, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Well, you don't want to get hurt. If you're going out there at a certain speed and these other guys are going full speed, that's when a guy gets hurt. Right. You know, yeah. if you just play the game like you're used to playing it, most likely nothing will happen to you. But when those guys get in that quit mode at week 18 and the other guys are going full speed, that's yeah. when something happens, you know? Yeah, you pull like a pass, man, you're going to get cocked. Just like something happened on the golf course with my boys yesterday. One of my guys got hit by a golf ball. One of the guys hit the other guy. Rodney, Wags, it hit him in the chest. It sounded like somebody shot him with a gun. Was it your was, ball? No, it wasn't mine. I was, okay. I, I'm was. i off to the side. I'm away. When these guys start swinging, but this came from distance. It was probably 150 yards back, but you could hear it. It came in like a missile, like 
And then when it hit, it was like a thud, like it hit a tree. Oh, is he okay? He went down. But when the guy came no over. Shit, is he all right? Yeah, he's all right. But when he went down, the other guy comes over to him and goes, what happened? Where's my ball? Did it go in the water? And he said, the ball. And he started cussing him out. Did this to me. It did this to me. But the dude's like, did it go in the water? That's all I care about. He's not about the ball. He's concerned about the stroke. That's all he oh. wants. Hey, let me ask. Well, wait a second. Could you see these dudes hitting up on you? Because that that's that's against code, man. That's against like uh. Well, don't get don't get in front of the guys that are behind you. Don't get in front of them. Go off to the side. Don't get in front okay, of a guy. Okay. I don't care if you're 100, 200 yards out in front. If you know, and these are your boys you're playing with. You know they're not that accurate. You know, <laughs> if, most likely, if you're not standing in the fairway, you're gonna get hit because they yeah, never right. put it in the fairway. It's right. when you're off to the side. So this thing hit him in the chest. And the, the thud of that ball hitting him in his chest, if that thing hits you, I almost had a ball that almost hit me in the nuts. I was I was on a I was standing at a par four when it when it was uh, Lost Pines Country Club, and there was a guy back on the tee box. It was a par four, and I'm we're waving him, you know, to come on up and hit because you know, and he's not going to drive the green. Well, he hit a ball that that came and it went between my legs. I got my legs spread, my hands on my hands like on my hips. He hits it, and you can hear this thing coming down. It lands between my leg and bounces mm -hmm. on the green to the back of the green. If that, that thing is up you, another, sir. if it's up another two feet, it hits me in the package, and I'm not the same man that I used to be or oh. ever wanted to be. You, you, you ain't nuts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's about it. You ain't laying down in those flowers anymore. Dude. Oh, I would straight well, down. And, and to to the other point, man, you know, a couple for your friend. Just like a foot and a half up higher, he's fucking dead. Oh no, that's what I'm thinking. If that ball hits him in the head, that'll kill you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially like strikes you in the temple, you're done. Or I would, I would like to assume that you're done, dude. You if know. that ball would hit me in the chest, I would have been done. I'd have rolled on the ground. I'd still be laying stop. out here. An audible stop for the buck, hey, man. So, so guys, in my short golfing career, we talked about that, Bucky, over at the uh, at the uh, compound that we were in uh, there in Louisiana. Yeah. So, so, so one of the times towards the end of my golfing career, I went out and bought some really fancy golf balls, the expensive ones, and we go out to one of the really cool courses, and 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 we're out there, and I tee off, and there's like a pool party going on. You can hear oh. the kids and everything playing. Oh. So, so I tee off, and it shanks straight left, and I hear, and I hear a kid crying. And uh, I'm like, I got to go get my golf ball. And my buddy's like, we might just fucking want to check on the kid first. You might want to check on the kid. No, you might want to leave that, that golf ball. No, don't check on the kid. You leave. What are you talking about? If you hit a house, you don't, you don't go up to the house. Oh, sorry. That was me. Hey, you, you bolt. Give me you my You immoral sons of... I'm not even going to say it because I love Marcy, but you immoral person. Are you serious? You don't check on the kid? You just no. run like hell. Half them kids. I we didn't hit drove. that kid. Somebody else I, hit that kid. I went I went and dropped one further right, in the nice fairway. Guy, and kept on right, going. Nice guy. That's you what I keep on going. Yeah, that kid hey, just kept on going. The golf course was there before them kids, right? You damn right. There you get go. out of the way. Hey, get out of the way of I don't my golf course. you guys. You get guys out of the way of my golf go check on the kid. I know both of you all. You all would both go check on the kid. The yeah. nerve of them having a damn pool party while I'm trying to play golf. That's this what I'm saying. This on. guy. That's like people that build their houses on the golf course. Hey, when you build a new house on the golf course, that's your fault. What do you expect? It's a golf course. That I agree with. There before totally your house. People totally complain. People complain about, oh, he hit my car with his golf ball. Well, why is your car there? The golf course was there before your car and your house. Yeah. Sorry about that. I agree Rob. with that. 
There you go, that's, Wags. That that's why all the car racetracks closed down is because they build them out in the middle of nowhere, and then there's houses everywhere, and it's like I hate the noise. Well, we were here before you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right, boys, have a good one. Slam, right on. Slam that yeah. thing down. Boom.